Cyberpunk 2077 seems to be having its No Man's Sky moment, giving CD Projekt Red its second best year since the inception of the company, and they haven't even released Phantom Liberty yet. I want to take a look at what has happened, what is going on. I want to ask the question, is this their No Man's Sky comeback moment? Also, should we be supporting redemption arcs for video games? Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. I put all of the good information right here at the beginning so you don't have to go searching for it because it is a live stream, so it is a little bit longer, and that way you can enjoy all of the good info right here. So Cyberpunk seems to be having its own No Man's Sky moment, and I want to look at a couple of things. First, CD Projekt Red's second best financial year in the absence of any big releases. They really didn't do anything. I mean, they did the Edge Runner show and some other things, but they didn't do that much in the game with respect to new content. Now, obviously, everybody is looking forward to Phantom Liberty, but I also want to look at the development cycle on Phantom Liberty. How long had they been working on it? Why is everybody so excited about it and could this sort of bring about that No Man's Sky turnaround moment third there's new info coming about Phantom Liberty in June gonna look at that gonna look at why is June still such a big focus even though E3 has been officially cancelled nobody really cares lastly is this a No Man's Sky moment should we be supporting redemption arcs for games there are people that are strongly opposed to the idea of supporting redemption arcs we shouldn't let games have comebacks because it sets a bad precedent. So first, let's just look at CD Projekt Red's second best year. According to WCCFTech.com, Cyberpunk 2077 renewed sales made 2022 CD Projekt Red's second best year ever, and they had a relatively quiet year, which is why this seems almost unbelievable. According to the article, at first blush, 2022 may seem like a somewhat quiet year for CD Projekt Red, as it didn't see any major new releases, but according to the company's latest financial results, it was actually their second best year ever, which is crazy, right? They haven't even started selling the expansion, which we'll talk about that. They actually will be selling the expansion. It will not be free. So how much did they make? In 2022, CD Projekt Red brought in approximately $222 million in revenue, resulting in around $80 million in net profit. The main factor driving this good year for CD Projekt Red was sales of Cyberpunk 2077. It, it was people buying the game people are buying cyberpunk in such great numbers in 2022 that it gave them their second best year now let's take a look at a little chart here i just want you to see the visual okay the yellow bar is cyberpunk and the red bar is witcher 3 and expansions now you can obviously see the really big yellow bar is when the game released right and then it dips way down but then it goes up like the most recent one right here has gone up and it rivals basically the second year that the witcher 3 was out that's really impressive okay we're talking about a game 
that basically fell flat on its face and it's rivaling the second year of revenue that The Witcher 3 saw and The Witcher 3 was you know one of the most if not the most successful game for them up until Cyberpunk because if you look at that launch year for Cyberpunk they made a ton of money and maybe many people point to that but they don't look at the actual stock value I'm, I'm going to look at that in a moment and let people know you know when we ask the question should, should we report redemption arcs for games does this set a bad precedent alright we're going to look at that in a moment okay even the company themselves are quick to point out that this is not primarily related to game content they didn't do a ton of game content okay quote while part of this was due to the next gen update released for cyberpunk 2077 back in february of last year 2022 cd project red was pretty clear that the big turnaround was the premiere of cyberpunk edge runners on netflix so you might think that that would mean it would just quickly fizzle out right oh well everybody got really excited Edge Runner was really popular and a bunch of people got into the game and then it would it would it would quickly fizzle out. Well, that's actually quite the contrary. This was a sustained thing more from the article. According to CD Project Red, they saw an almost immediately sale an immediate sales boost to Cyberpunk 2077 which lasted a surprisingly long time. Well after the initial hype of Edge Runners died down, indicating word of mouth improved once people gave the game a chance. And I wanted you to see a visual here because I think this is really important. Many people are still very much anti-cyberpunk. I've been very hard on the game, but look at the response. CD Projekt Red shared the following large boost of positive cyberpunk Steam reviews following the launch of Edge Runners. You can see the side of the image closest to me, all of those bright teal bars, those are positive reviews. That's, what, five months of a huge increase. So that's not just like a one-time thing, one-week thing, one-month thing. This was a sustained positive response which is you know likely led to why so many people were buying the game so you can see the explosion of positive feedback was not short-lived and obviously the steam reviews i believe are in relation to the game's content right you might you're not going to leave a positive review because you really liked the show that wouldn't make much sense so given the strong results we could see more projects like this cd project red ceo adam kaczynski sees the success of edge runners as proof more spin-offs and experiments with different forms of media will keep things happening they're going to continue to do this but keep in mind they did say there will not be any more seasons of edge runner cd project red community manager saturo hanma has confirmed there are no plans for an edge runner season two but hinted at wanting more anime projects to be created in the future adam kaczynski sees phantom liberty as being part of this strategy so this trailer that i've been looping every once in a while for you phantom liberty is part of their strategy that's where they're seeing things go right quote this is a clear sign that deeper involvement in our franchises and expanding their reach is the right way to go another important event supporting the cyberpunk franchise will be the release of phantom liberty a large expansion scheduled for this year adam kaczynski said that on an earnings call now another great chart shows just how much of a priority they have given to this expansion so if you can see this chart and you just need to look at the colors okay see the large chunk of sky blue in the dead center of the bar now as you go down the bar okay down here is february of 2023 back here is december of 2021 so 
you know, as this as these years have transpired, that bar has grown while other bars have shrunk down. Makes sense, right? You're probably absorbing people who worked on the original Cyberpunk. That's you know, that's the support for Cyberpunk is the yellow bar. You can see it shrinking. Those people are getting absorbed over into the sky blue bar. And then the only other bars that are growing during this time is the teal in the red, the two ones closest to me. That's for the Witcher Sirius and the Witcher Polaris. This caused, I think, many people to take notice. The other thing I want to talk about just how long has this expansion been in development so the phantom liberty dev cycle the gamer.com ran with the following headline cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty has been in development since 2021 this is actually worthy of note given how often gamers feel expansions are kind of slapped together and simply just cut content or something that's not that substantive this is something that they have been working on since late 2021 according to the gamer.com the biggest project on cd project red's plate is phantom liberty the upcoming cyberpunk 2077 dlc head on over to the page to see the report and you'll see the studio's allocation of resources which goes back to December of 2021 since we see the big blue bar taking up basically half of the scale we know CD Projekt Red has tasked half of its total developers with creating Phantom Liberty I didn't really notice that until I read it like if you actually look at this image that blue bar is literally half of the bar okay the gamer is theorizing that this started in relation to the game's playable state December of 2021 they say sounds about when cyberpunk 2077 became playable so those developers probably moved from fixing a broken game to adding all new content to be released later I think that's probably a pretty good theory I honestly think we don't know enough about phantom liberty to know its substance but this at least gives some confidence to just how long they have been working on it right now keep in mind they will be charging money for this expansion they use the expression in the past free dlc with paid expansions dlc is when they do those updates but their updates are pretty substantive a lot of their updates came with bug fixes and copious amounts of patch notes but they also added content to the game missions quests, the transmog system and the like so dlc was sort of used as a phrase for those free updates expansions are something completely different this will be the only and last expansion for cyberpunk 2077 so i imagine they're trying to go out with the bang now beyond it costing money and not really having a whole lot of you know details we apparently are getting info very soon quote we still don't know when phantom liberty will arrive but at least we will know more cd project red said yesterday that we're going to get news about phantom liberty in june their official twitter said this in june we'll start to share more information about the phantom liberty expansion so this phrasing tells me two things first they're just getting started, okay? We're not going to be getting everything, and they're likely going to be trickling things out. They said in June, we'll start to share more information. So they're going to begin to sort of start the marketing, you know, funnel the marketing track for Phantom Liberty. The second thing this points to is I think we're going to be looking at a fourth quarter release. If they're going to just start the marketing in June, they're just going to start talking, I would imagine you don't see a Phantom Liberty release until fourth quarter. The good news is that if they're getting ready to start marketing, the expansion should be quote-unquote ready, especially given how long they've been working on it. It also makes sense to do this in June, All right, even though E3 is cancelled. June is still E3 in many people's minds. We're all looking at Jeff Keighley to take over June 
since he's already taken over the Game Awards in December. Summer Game Fest, Xbox Showcase, a Starfield Showcase, and a rumor of a Sony Showcase has June looking pretty fat in a good way. And then we will likely also hear about Cyberpunk during that very, very thick month. So lastly, I want to ask the question, is this Cyberpunk's No Man's Sky moment and should we support such a thing? First, we have to quantify what I mean by a No Man's Sky moment. This has, I think, to Hello Games' credit, kind of become a gamer colloquialism to say, oh, it's having its No Man's Sky moment, right? In the most general way I can think, this refers to a U-turn comeback moment. Not just a comeback, don't call it a comeback, right? Not just a comeback, but a U-turn, completely turning the game around. So this is more than just improving your game or elevating it above minimum viable product status. And for many people, that's all Cyberpunk has managed to do. A lot of people look at Cyberpunk and say, listen, you just made it playable. You, you, you just finally got it to minimum viable product status. It's not a pile of garbage. And they would say, no, it hasn't had its No Man's Sky moment yet. No Man's Sky has gone well beyond that. I think the Steam reviews and the player feedback are proof that the game has had some measure of a No Man's Sky moment. Because at one level, I think No Man's Sky is anomalous. Their operating costs, their monetization structure, their passion for improving the game, how small they are, it's a unique cocktail that many other companies I don't think can match. This is where Cyberpunk faces a greater challenge. Currently, Cyberpunk is full price, Given consumer response, they probably feel they're within their right to charge full price. It's likely the reason they had their second best year last year. Everybody's going out and buying this thing at the full retail cost. But they're going to depart, I think, from the No Man's Sky strategy when Phantom Liberty releases. I've been continually amazed at the strategy from Hello Games with No Man's Sky. They could have easily started charging for some of their more substantive updates, and they haven't. The scale of commercial success for Phantom Liberty will be the measurement of its No Man's Sky moment. Let me say that again. The scale of commercial success for Phantom Liberty will be the measurement of its No Man's Sky moment. That's how we're going to see whether or not this thing really turned the rudder. And I mean turn it. Right now they've got the ship not, you know, run aground anymore. This will be the moment does it go out to sea and really flourish. Right now on Steam, when I checked, they had approximately 20,000 player peaks within a 24-hour period, which is pretty strong for a game that's been out for almost three years, and it's had a really rocky launch. That's a lot of people playing a single-player game. As far as I can tell, Cyberpunk has had its own version of an Oman Sky moment, and that could be really capstoned with Phantom Liberty. Because you can't really measure everything by sales and player numbers, right? Commitment and quality are the true tests, which gets into the territory for debate. Should gamers support redemption arcs for poorly launched games? Some will say it sets a bad precedent. Companies are going to launch crappy games hoping for support and then they'll turn things around. I think this presumption is demonstrably stupid. No company worth paying attention to is going to make it a matter of business practice to intentionally launch a bad product thinking that, oh, we'll fix it later. Look at Cyberpunk. 
The risk involved is monumental. CD Projekt Red's stock was between $20 and $30 before this happened. Between $20 and $30 a share, and it still hasn't recovered. It's currently sitting at about $6.5. That's a massive fall. They're a, their stock value is a fourth of what it once was. That is devastating. No one will look at this and say, that's what we need to do. Oh, they sold lots of copies. Oh, they had a good fiscal year. Absolutely not. This will not become a matter of practice from companies. Companies launch bad games and fix them over time because of deadlines, bad publisher relationships, and the fact that just scope creep happens to virtually every project, especially when new technology is trying to get slammed in every game that comes out. So... The devastating blow that they suffered will likely mean that nobody else will do it. So I say yes, we should support redemption arcs for video games. It communicates two things. Bad games will be held accountable, but redemption is possible. And in the current cultural climate, I can't think of a better message to send. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions, okay? This is obviously something that I've talked about a lot. I've been very hard on Cyberpunk, but I think we could be seeing the beginning of their huge comeback story. It already kind of has happened quietly underneath the radar. Cyberpunk has seemingly turned things about for CD Projekt Red's bottom line, and they did it without any major content releases for the game. This is probably the best news for the company, but also for fans of The Witcher. What's this have to do with The Witcher? Well, it relieves some of the pressure of the next wave of Witcher games from CD Projekt Red needing to be the company's savior. I think a lot of people saw the huge turn and the huge focus and all these Witcher projects is like, well, that's going to be what saves the company. And this relieves some of that pressure. If CD Projekt Red can end its life, sort of EOL, when a game kind of has its end of life, if they can do that on a high note, that'll be a big win for CD Projekt Red. The second thing is Phantom Liberty will be the true test of whether or not this game is having a true comeback moment. As someone who's been very hard on the game, I can tell they have put a lot of time, effort, and passion into fixing this game. But they also want to expand it. The amount of time and bandwidth they've poured into Phantom Liberty tells me it will likely be worth checking out. Conclusion. In my mind, the jury's still out on whether or not Cyberpunk has had a true No Man's Sky moment. I truly don't know if any game can pull off what Hello Games has achieved. At the very least, it seems that Cyberpunk will become the best version that it can be within the confines of what they've built. And that is something worth celebrating and supporting. That's the show open. Welcome on in, everybody. I appreciate you guys watching. We got 30 people watching over on Kick. Appreciate it very, very much. Appreciate you guys supporting us in all the various places that we are streaming. We are streaming on the Tickety Talk. Get us to the first 1,000 likes. We've got over 400 people watching on YouTube. Let's see 200 likes. Let's get things started. I want to know what you guys think. I really want to know. The fact that they pulled this off without any major releases is incredible. It really is. The fact that, like, financially, let's get the coffee in in the frame here. Here, let's get, we have two goals now. You guys can compete with each other. Let's see what Kick can do, and let's see what YouTube can do. Every 25 members, we give five. We're going to have to add everything up over on Kick because I have not figured out how I'm supposed to connect my uh my payment thing it's like it's set up for them to send me payments i think i have to set up the other side of it 
Sven with 21 months says, I'm old enough to drink a beer here. Thanks for 21 months of membership. Sven, yo, what's good? Icebreaker says, what up, Cheeks? How are you? Christopher Wright with 19 months. Solemn renewed as well during the show open. Thank you guys so much for renewing. Welcome back in. The like button on kick is the gift sub button. There you go. That's right. That's how you, that's how you uh that's how you like the stream over here. You look like a young mad scientist. Well, thank you. I don't know what that means. Cyberpunk went on huge sales. Let's not forget that. Well, sure, sure. They, they I'm not I I wasn't going to try to go back and like track the number of sales that they had had. I wasn't going to try to do that. I thought that would have been really really difficult to be like, "Okay, you know what's what's some of the you know the, the the driving factors here first gifted member of the day and it goes to team youtube thank you so much limitless gaming he puts us on the board one out of 25 thank you so much sir the sales figures are shocking to me edge runners really saved this game well here's the thing though i want to give them credit i want to give cyberpunk credit all right here's the thing if you just think it's edge runners the problem with saying that is that they got like five months of positive reviews? Which which slide is that? Look at starting in September. It look at the explosion of positive reviews: October, November, December, January. Just it doesn't stop. February is likely going to be similar results. I think when they ran this report, maybe they were like maybe halfway through February. Maybe not. Maybe it just died down. But that's still five months of a lot of positive reviews. Well, that means there's something in the game. You know what I'm saying? Any obscure compliments accepted? Thank you. Uh, Smiley coming in with 15 months and it's a VIP. You shut your mouth. Thank you, Hilly. I, I see you in chat. How are you? I appreciate you. Encourage your viewers to share your live and invite more friends, it says over here on the Tickety Talk. We don't have to call it a No Man's Sky moment, says Solemn. We'll call it a monumental turnaround for the game. Also, the game improved and was much better quality before Edge Runners. The show just contributed to that fact. Right, like, I try to let people know. I'm like, listen, I, I, I really think, and I, I, don't, I made sure to include that in my reporting. It wasn't just like Edge Runners suddenly caused, oh man, let's go play Cyberpunk, and they get a bunch of sales, and then that's the end of it. It wasn't just like one month. It was bunch of sales, and then five months of of high sales and high reviews I will give the credit when they add co-op this is amazing but they promise it before releasing and they never did it wait cyberpunk had promised co-op I don't remember that I would have been I would have been pretty angry about that too because I really like co-op myself the game has half a million reviews on Steam. That's insane. Yeah, if you look at the most recent reviews, you can see that the games, the, the, the thought behind the game uh, has significantly gone up in comparison to where it once was. It's it's always had, I think, a pretty good, uh, a pretty good, you know, score. Consi- all all things considered, I feel like it has a pretty good score. Um, and I also think that you know, it, it did it, it fared it fared much better on pc than it did on console do you understand like i think a lot of people really felt that you know it wasn't as bad on pc like console so many people could not even play the game like it was it was sort of a monumental failure look it up on youtube i wouldn't lie well i'm not saying that you're lying i'm saying i don't remember them promising co-op 
I don't remember that because I, I, I'm a huge co-op guy. I feel like I would remember that. Iron Hand says they didn't promise co-op. They said they'd try. Why would you say you'll try? I wouldn't say anything unless you can guarantee it. I mean, is, it, is that their first rodeo doing a video game interview? You know what I'm saying? 400 and something people here hanging out on YouTube. Guys, thanks so much. Make sure and smash the like button. You guys over there on Kick, make sure you're following the channel. Consider gifting members. You guys can compete with each other, Kick and YouTube on the memberships. And thank you guys so much for a huge day the other day. You're really close to that 3,000. You're still within reach. CD Projekt Red is leaning heavily on Edgerunner's success lately, even on the front Steam page. Oh, for sure. I love your content. You look at both sides. Thank you. You're not one-sided. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I do everything I can to try to cover things about as balanced as I can. I mean, obviously, I have my own opinions and my own bias. Everybody has their own opinions and their own biases. Like, I, that's, that's, that's unavoidable. I've actually been pretty hard on Cyberpunk. You know, I have. I, I, I still think it's a mediocre game. The last couple times I've played it, I don't get why everybody thinks it's turned all the way around. And even the, even the next-gen upgrade, I didn't feel like it really looked and performed like a next-gen game. I had stuttering. I didn't have great frame performance out in the open. I was like, I, I don't think this game is, has turned the corner for me yet. If it's turned the corner for you, fantastic. I know that the fans of the game are extremely thrilled with how good the game is now. But for me, it just always felt kind of mid. And I hate using that. Everybody calls games mid these days, right? Nobody asked for it, but they were talking co-op and possible PvP fighting for zone control via the gangs in the game. Blazin' Bender says, not co-op, maybe thinking multiplayer, because they did talk about multiplayer. It's still an okay game. Oh, Whiskey Neat says, I agree, it's still just an okay game. I like Cyberpunk filling the niche of GTA. What you said, it shows that Cyberpunk has not had its No Man's Sky moment. Um... I know at least a few people who specifically bought Cyberpunk after they watch and love the TV show, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, clearly a lot of people did. I keep showing the wrong slide. There we go. Clearly a lot of people did. A lot of people looked at it and said, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is this is something that we need to take a look at. Like, this game is, this game is doing something very special. Eugene says, it will never be the game they advertise and such, uh, it will never, and as such, it will never get my attention, says Eugene. Everyone has a preference, but I respect people uh, now when they can put it aside and look at the bigger picture. Uh, for me, if if I'm if I'm going to declare that this game has its No Man's Sky moment, I'm I'm looking at Phantom Liberty. I think Phantom Liberty needs to do far more than just oh here's new content. I need the entire. I'm not and I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I need it to be game wide. I need the entire game to feel better. I need the entire game to feel like they've really ratcheted it up in quality. You know what I'm saying? Like some of this footage really, I think, does look pretty impressive. You know, I think some of the footage really, really promises good experiences. You got, you know, you got Idris, Idris Alba or Elba in it. Idris Elba, I think is how you say it, as Solomon Reed. So. You know he'll play. He'll he'll play a major role, and I think anytime you grab big name people like that, it can be good. The question is, can it deliver on gameplay? Right? It looks like it looks like you know ve- vehicular combat's coming back. Uh, that was always kind of weird. There was like none. Maybe they could really make the shooting feel better because I do think that's been I think one of the, the, the one of my criticisms was it just didn't feel good to run around and shoot. You know what I'm saying? No Man's Sky is missing something that I can't put my finger on, something like Destiny. 
Well, I don't think No Man's Sky sets out to be a game like that, though. I think No Man's Sky is succeeding in all the things that it's meant to be or or that they want the game to be, right? Space exploration, space sim. It's not meant to be the you know a, like a looter it's not meant to be an rpg and i think that's something that people forget a lot of people you know are comparing starfield to no man's sky and i think making that mistake i agree phantom liberty should knock it out of the park they should bring an awesome experience good morning infinite how are you guys make sure you're smashing the like button on youtube let's get those 200 likes and i want to know what you think because one of the weird narratives that's come out about cyberpunk one of the weird narratives that's come out is we shouldn't support video game redemption arcs. We shouldn't support, a, you know, a game coming back. That'll that'll set a bad precedent, right? Top show balance reporting, great debates. Willing to use the words "I'm was I am wrong and I told you so." Uh, Mid hair, but overall ten out of ten. Thank you, Hilly. What's good, Galliant? Good to see you over here on Kick. Hardware availability probably helps sales compared to launch. Yeah, possibly, possibly. You need to play Cyberpunk first. I've played Cyberpunk a bunch. What are you talking about? I I think by now I've got how many hours do I have in the game? Over ten, I think. I have played it. I, the, the, I played it when they did the next gen update. I I didn't I didn't feel any great sense uh, of improvement. I didn't feel like the game had done anything special. It just felt like more mediocrity. I was like, I'm still just wandering around a very boring environment with like terrible dialogue you know what I mean that's a stupid narrative it's a great game go play it frick you I've already played it stupid narrative your comments ignorant I've played the game a bunch I've given the game a fair shake every time they did big updates I played it what are you talking about that's a stupid narrative your own the one that you're projecting onto me I've played it I've played it a bunch the tutorial took way too long. The dialogue's delivered in super, super odd ways. The dialogue steps all over itself. Like, I'm supposed to care about the characters, and the dialogue's delivered in just such a, like, bland, boring way. Like, that's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, you're supposed to play longer. Oh, you're supposed to get invested into the story. What story? What do you mean? To be fair, uh, LOL, 10 is not a bunch. It's played the game. Well, you, I have to beat the entire game to talk about it. You don't like the dialogue? Yeah, the dialogue's terrible. There were literal scenes where I was like, I, I don't understand. Is this guy mad? Is he angry? There's like such flat emotion from everybody. The main NPC, it's like... It's like if, if if you pick the guy, I I made the mistake of picking the guy. The main the main guy that you play as sounds like he's half asleep. He sounds like he's half asleep almost the entire time. You sit across the table from people. There was a scene where I was like, I don't understand. Am I supposed to do something? Like some guys like, oh man, this is terrible. This is crazy. And then we all just stood there. We're all like waiting. We're like, I don't understand. Is something about to happen? And then eventually the one guy started talking. It was like the audio like glitched out or something. The dialogue was not in sync. Yeah, there were multiple times I played, and I was like, I don't understand what's supposed to be happening. Is this supposed to be impressive? Is this supposed to be scary, ner- like, nerve-wracking? I-, I, don't- I don't get it at all. To me, it's a good open-world game overall. What about the open-world do you like? I- that's the other thing that I didn't make any that didn't make any sense to me. 
the open world is just a bunch of people walking around. Like, if you shoot somebody, you obviously get into, like, that classic GTA-style experience where, you know, you're having to defend yourself against the Popo. But other than that, I, did, I didn't understand why everybody felt like the open world was cool. I think Johnny Silverhand should have been downloadable content and not the main storyline. I never had that experience. Okay, ignore the one time that the audio or the or the or the or the voice line stepped on each other. Okay, well we'll just ignore that. All right. In virtually every scene where I was engaged in dialogue and I was supposed to care about what was going on, everyone delivers their lines in this very flat, cold way. I don't. I, I can't put my finger on what it is. I don't know if it's a stylistic decision. I don't know if it was a directing decision. I don't understand. I'm like, I, why is everybody talking this way, right? Why is everybody speaking as though they just woke up from a nap? It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Everyone talked, like, sleepily. You know what I mean? I like the environments and some of the story. I think the thing I like the most is the environments and the guns, but then the gunplay doesn't feel good at all. I Like, I'm telling you, they did that next-gen update, I went back and played it, and I was like, the game just still doesn't feel very good. You know what I mean? If you guys are just tuning in, we're talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Is it having its No Man's Sky moment? Is it having its comeback moment? They they had like uh, CD Projekt Red had their second best financial year in the years in the company's history last year, and they, they haven't even sold anything yet. Well, I mean they're selling the game obviously, but like the big expansion is coming this year, and they're going to start talking about uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Phantom Liberty will be. Uh, we'll start getting more info in June, so they're 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 getting ready to ramp up the um, the the marketing on it. I hated the ending, especially a huge build up to a reveal that your choices actually didn't matter all that much. Oh, the classic RPG folding in on itself. So many games do that. They're like, yeah, here's you know a twenty five to thirty hour experience. You'll make tons of different you know choices. You'll make tons of different decisions, and ultimately you'll have the same ending as everybody else. You know what I mean? All right, Lono, you're not allowed to have your own opinion. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Gunplay feels fine for me these days, but everyone has their own taste. I don't know if there were any changes between when you played when I played, so I can't judge. Right. Yeah, I don't know if they've made significant changes since the next gen uh, since the next gen update. I know they did the Edge Runner thing where like you could play the there was like missions associated with the TV show. Did CD Projekt Red have a great year last year due to The Witcher coming out on Netflix? So people went back and bought The Witcher. No. I'll show you. Uh, right here. So you can see the yellow bar is Cyberpunk and the red bar is The Witcher. The red bar on The Witcher has progressively gone down 2021 to 2020. I'm sorry, 2020 to 2021 to 2022. It's a, It's been a downward trajectory. You'll notice that uh, you know Cyberpunk dipped in 2021 and then bounced back up in 2022. And if you look at the yellow bar here in 2022 and you compare it all the way back to 2016, Cyberpunk basically had as much revenue coming in as The Witcher did in its second year, which is pretty impressive. So it was not The Witcher that led to, to them having their 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 second best year as a company. Um, I played 1.6. I didn't play a bad game. Well, and here's the thing. I have never actually said that Cyberpunk is a bad game. I just feel like it's super mediocre. 
there's two types of people I think when it comes to cyberpunk there's people that are like it's amazing don't believe the hate and then there's the people that are like it's trash that company is they're liars and they deserve destruction right there's those two extreme positions like I'm somewhere in the middle I'm like yeah they deserve massive criticism for what they launched and what they did and all the financial losses of their own doing. I, you know, I, I agree with that. I also agree that the game has good parts and the game has massive potential and the game's not just a total pile of trash, right? I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, boring topic, TBH. They fixed the game. End of story. No point in comparison with No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is a 10-year-old game. Oh, if it's a boring topic, here, let me let me help you out. You don't need to talk then. Thanks for coming by and crapping on the topic. Allow me to put you in timeout like a child throwing a tantrum. Like, I'm sorry you're wetting your diaper over the fact that not everybody sees cyberpunk as this amazing game or being salvific or I don't I don't know what your problem is. I think the game has done good things. I, you know, my, what, 15-minute show open, largely praising the work that they've done, largely praising their passion and what they've done. I, I don't think it's had its No Man's Sky moment. If you look at the, 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 the turnaround, if you look at the turnaround of what Hello Games was able to do with No Man's Sky, I don't think Cyberpunk even moves the needle yet. I think, I think the true test for the needle movement is Edge Run. I'm sorry, is uh, Phantom Liberty. Yo, a $2 tip from David Riddick. They speak that way because they're dehumanized. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, yeah, they're doing totally fine. Right, and I cited I cited their stock value in the show open. I said, listen, because there are people that really think that. They're like, well, if you support Cyberpunk and you support their comeback, other, other games are going to do that, right? Other games are going to, you know, launch bad and just fix them later. I'm telling you right now, there's no way a developer or publisher is going to look at what happened to CD Projekt Red's stock value and say, hey, let's do that. Let's let's sign up for that. Let's launch a bad game. We'll just fix it later. You know what I'm saying? Guys, we're 30 minutes in, and this fight over here is is non-existent like what's happening let's see who's swinging who's swinging first we got youtube with one kick with none let's see what you got we got 38 people watching on kick we got uh 21 people watching on the tickety talk almost 500 people watching on youtube make sure you're at least smashing the like button if you're watching on youtube and if you can afford to do your own membership you don't have to gift by the way to move those numbers you can just do your own and uh that makes room for the folks that can't afford a membership uh, Lona Brother, EA and Ubisoft do it all the time. Okay, so let's entertain this. Let, let's see here. So you think that EA and Ubisoft, you think that's a matter of they're they're doing that on purpose. They're like, let's make bad games and fix them later. You think that's, hey, we got one from Hilly. Hilly gifted one over on kick. He says one to one. He says, let's tie it up. It goes to Whiskey Neat. Like, you, you think that EA and Ubisoft... Number one, are are representative of the video game market, or you think they're representative of a trend in games doing that? They're just going to say, okay, well, Cyberpunk got away with it, so everybody else should do that too. Like, number one, I don't even know if that's accurate. I don't know if we're going to be willing to say that, like, oh, yeah, man, Ubisoft just launches broken games. They try to fix them later. I mean, I thought Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla launched in perfectly fine states. I, you know, I mean, maybe I guess you could look at, like, The Division 2 and say that they launched a game that wasn't ready and needed to be fixed later, especially with respect to the end game updates that they tried to push out. 
I don't I just don't think that that's representative of the market. I don't think supporting redemption arcs in games is a bad thing. I think if you support a game turning around, then you know, location of uh, where you purchase your shirt, please. This is from 80s Tees. You can use my code at 80stees.com. Uh, it'll get you 30% off. I'm perfectly fine with people not liking Cyberpunk or not wanting to give it a chance based off of the promises being unfulfilled, but I will still recommend it to everyone in its current state. Uh, I say definitely worth it. Right, and I think what that does, Solemn, I think that's a totally fair position because you're basically saying, listen, I acknowledge that this is not what was promised. This is not the game that was hyped up for eight years. This is this is not the game that that did something tectonic, right? It, it didn't. It didn't. Oh, I've not updated the shirt command. It'll probably have uh, old info in there, actually. Let me try to... Uh, yeah, it says Tron. Uh, let me see if I can do it before you guys realize. Bam! There we go. There we go. And which ones are these? I'm wearing the Infernos today. I always forget the names of these ones. I'm not wearing the Horizon frames. Let me update the glasses commands. I'm wearing the Inferno frames from Gamer Advantage. Use code LONO over there at Gamer Advantage if you need glasses, sunglasses. If you uh, like blue light blocking glasses, even ones that have like the attachment, you can uh, get yourself a pair of these and use my discount. I don't have the sunglass attachment down here. Oh, I wore these the other day. That's why. It's upstairs near uh, next to my keys. Even though a game can still use a lot, uh, but Division 2 is my main game. Trust me, it's worth it now for the end game. Right, I think what Dirge was trying to say is like tons of games have come out that way. Battlefield Real released so bad that they delisted the game, they knew it was complete rubbish. Okay, okay. I'll, let's let's grant let's grant Battlefield. Okay. Let's 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 grant Battlefield. Do you think that that's indicative of a shift in the market though? Do you think that was on purpose? They were like, "Let's ship a bad game because of you know, no Man's Sky because of Cyberpunk. I've literally had people say that. They've said, oh, yeah, because of No Man's Sky, uh, you know, and people supporting it. I've had people say that, like, nobody should support No Man's Sky. You know, they're liars and the, they, they don't deserve support. Nobody should be supporting that game. It doesn't matter how good it is now, right? It sets a bad precedent. People say the same thing about Cyberpunk. You're underrated gaming journalist. Uh, you always have great topics. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you. I tried to be pretty exhaustive this morning. I was like, yeah, here's here's all the facts. Here's everything that happened. Shift in the market has been happening way before Cyberpunk. So you think that the video game market, generally, that's what happens? You think that they just deliver bad games and then say we're going to fix it later? You think that they do that on purpose? So if if you look at the history of poorly launched games, that's what you think is the causality. You think it's a matter of business practice? Uh, I did not know what Kick was, so I looked it up. They're trying to compete with uh, YouTube and Purple. Kick is primarily primarily trying to take down Purple. I got 53 viewers over there on Kick.com right now. If you want to become a sub, do it. If you want to gift some, do it. We have a friendly little competition between the two platforms, YouTube and Kick. Each have one member today. Each per each has been gifted. Every 25, I have to give five back. Uh, I'm not saying it's to the market shift. What I'm saying is companies do release games they know they shouldn't and they still charge full price. Right, but I think what you need to do is, is you need to look at the actual causes for that happening. 
right? Why do you keep adding on to statements? I never said it generally happens. You're okay. So in a conversation, if I say people think this sets a bad precedent and other games and other companies are going to start doing what happened with cyberpunk they're going to intentionally launch a bad game and then fix it later like it's going to cause a trajectory in the market and then your response is they do it already a shift in the market it's been happening since before cyberpunk so if you're saying it doesn't need to be a shift in the market it's 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 been happening since before cyberpunk you're asserting more than just bad games launching you're asserting the, a, a counter claim to what I'm saying that's how conversations work right like you're saying the opposite you're saying oh no yeah that this is something that's been happening for a long time I, I'm not adding to what you're saying I'm I'm fleshing out what you're what you're claiming you're not just claiming something in a vacuum in the narrative of what we're talking about that's the claim right that like oh this is going to be bad the other companies are going to do this and then the, the push is oh well they're already doing it EA and Ubisoft already do it and I just don't think that that's true. I don't think games launch bad as a matter of business practice and design and, oh, we'll fix it later. What's good, Feed? Both Feed and my brother Derek do not have badges in chat, and we need to do something about that. We need to fix it. How dare you hold me to what I said and ask questions to drill down on it? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, are you saying that companies launching bad games and fixing them later are you saying that that's that's literally an intentional shift in the market like that's where games are going that's where companies are going because that's the argument that's the argument is we shouldn't support no man's sky we shouldn't support cyberpunk it's that's a bad precedent but they're basically what i'm saying is is people are like anti-redemption arc for games Pinned a comment. I can't see it. What are we talking about? So if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the latest Cyberpunk 2077 news that they gave CD Projekt Red their second best year in the company's history. And I have said, is this their No Man's Sky moment? Are they having that? That are, are they now the comeback kid? Right? Have they have they successfully pulled it off? Is the question that we are entertaining? Ubisoft makes the best open world games. Don't at me. I mean, I don't need to at you. That's like, you can think that. That's fine. Like, I don't think that that's true. I think Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild as open world games kick the snot out of Ubisoft open world games. I think open world games from Ubisoft are pretty good. I think people overstate how bad they are. I actually thought Assassin's Creed Origins was probably the best, but no, I don't think so. I think Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild are, are laughing. Um, you know, are laughing at the at the at the open world Ubisoft games. Yo, somebody who became a subscriber over here. You have one subscription present. Send uh send to others now. We have six people being a subscriber over there on the tickety talk. We got one subscriber today on Kick, and we got one member on YouTube. Uh, this question from Travis Lono: Why are we acting like this is a new thing? Games haven't been finished since the PS3 era. I, I don't understand what you're talking about. What do you mean they haven't been finished? Was was Forza Horizon not finished when it came out? Was Halo not? Well, hang on, let's skip that one. Um, <laughs> was was Returnal not finished? Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart were that was that not finished? What about Ghost of Tsushima? Like I don't understand what you're saying. I don't know what you mean. Like, yes, there are games that launch that aren't ready. 
but assuming a causality is that oh it's because we're supporting redemption arcs we're supporting games fixing themselves that's why game companies are doing this I just don't agree with that the only thing is is that CD has done in the past with EE editions of Witcher I'm not sure what you're saying Quintar Shark, uh, Savage Shark Bite renewing his membership hitting 19 months the work and lurk is strong with this one thank you so much Halo is a perfect example Right, but here's the problem. Halo was not launched because they thought, oh yeah, we can launch Halo and fix it later. Halo launched in the state that it launched because of all of the work up to that point. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't think you can draw a connection between a game that launches that isn't ready because the developers had bad leadership, maybe they ran out of time, maybe they started over at some point, maybe like with Anthem, right? They, they, they tried to build the game in 18 months, and it was like, are you kidding me? This, this game, you can't build this game in 18 months, right? So you can't look at that and say, oh no, these games are coming out this way because companies think, oh, we'll fix it later. Players support that. It's more about the games that don't fix themselves, says Chris. Publishers see that games could get away with not fixing games and still get the profits. Maybe, maybe, like, I will say that there are some companies that are so big that it doesn't seem to hurt them. Because if you look at this chart and you see that explosion of sales in 2020, if you just look at that in a vacuum, you'll think that CD Projekt Red got away with highway robbery. You're like, they got away with highway robbery. Look look at the sales of that game. It, it, it practically triples Witcher 3 launch. Like, that's insane, right? Well, you can't just look at the total sales in a vacuum. You have to look at the whole picture. The whole picture is their share value is a fourth of what it was before all this happened. They were between $20 and $30 a share. They're like $6.5 now. So no one's looking at that and saying, yeah, we need to do that. Now, EA might be big enough that it doesn't do that to them. They don't have like a launch that's buggy or incomplete and everyone's like, yeah, there goes EA's stock value. They might be too big for that. And again, their games, you know, I, I I don't know. You look like a mad scientist. Why do you keep saying that? What do you like? What, like, what are you like a child? Do you need that much affirmation from a stranger? I already acknowledged what she said moments ago. Price is also important. Yo, what's good, Pennywise? How are you doing? What's good, everyone? Back for the likes and the fun. What's good? Good to see you. Yeah, we probably have almost 300 likes already. Let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need like 30 more likes. Keep smashing that thumbs up button on YouTube. Keep smashing on the tickety talk. Keep being awesome over there on kick. People forget that CD Projekt Red got into legal trouble due to how bad Cyberpunk was. I mean, yeah, their shareholders sued them. When you lose that much money, you know, their shareholders lost a lot of money. I What I'm attempting to do is, I think you can acknowledge there are lots of games that come out and aren't ready. There are games that come out and are in a terrible state. Battlefield 2042, Halo Infinite, right? You've got all these games that launch and it's like, okay, this wasn't ready. You've got all kinds of problems with this game. I don't think acknowledging that reality in the gaming world is proof 
that companies are doing it on purpose. Oh no, yeah, let's just launch a bad product, we'll fix it later. Do you understand? Like, I don't think you can assign malice or intention to it. Like, they intentionally said, yep, Cyberpunk got away with it, or this got away with it, or that game got away with it. That's that's what we're going to go go with. What's the topic? It's literally the title of the stream and it's on the thumbnail. I I, I don't know how you would need to add. it's it's like right there. It's a massive Xbox exclusive after PlayStation removed it from the store. <laughs> well, it's back. It's back in the store now. Companies don't have a choice uh but to be that way says Solemn. Else they would all fail. Top dogs would lose their jobs. CD Projekt and Red knew it was bad when the Sony delisted the game from PSN. There are many other games that should have the same treatment. Wait, you think there are other games that are that bad that they should be removed from the store? What games right now, what video games are that bad that you have to, uh, you think they should be removed from a store? What are your thoughts about Starfield? I think it could be one of the biggest games this year. I just hope it had I just hope it had enough time to, to, to figure out the performance issues. I think the scope and size of that game and their intention with it looks all very promising. It's just a matter of, you know, can they work out the, the, the performance issues. Thanks for following over here on Kick Texas Heat. Um Hindsight's twenty twenty says B Nizzle. They should have never launched on the old gen. They were the first uh, use case where they were trying to develop on three different hardware capabilities and it hurt their development structure. Well, not only that, if you really think about it, if you really think about the fact that like you've got people that still when it came out, you the, the, the next gen version wasn't even available. Theme should delist Last of Us Part 1. Yeah, but see, you don't need to delist in an environment where you can get a refund. So I think that's a terrible example. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not trying to be dismissive. That that thing is a joke. But in a, in a world where you can get a refund and you can literally return the game and get all your money back, I don't think they need to delist it. You, you don't need to delist it. You can see the review score when you go to buy it. Theme should delist for spoken. Why should they delist Forspoken? Yo, what's good, uh, Abhishek Gods? How are you? I keep my hopes up for Starfield. I'm keeping my hopes up for Starfield. My spider senses are screaming another cyberpunk-style launch. Yeah, hopefully not. Were there any performance issues? With what? Um... If I can be honest, The Last of Us port should be delisted and refunded. It was a blatant slap in the face to consumers. Listen, listen. I guarantee you Steam is doing right by people. If anybody is returning The Last of Us Part 1 and they're beyond the two-hour playtime, I guarantee you they're getting their money back. Because of the, 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 the shader compiling thing, all those people are getting their money back. Like, they don't need to delist it. Like, you can go and see the score. You can see how poorly it's getting reviewed. I thought Forspoken was just a bad game, not that it ran poorly. Yeah, Forspoken didn't launch and have any major issues that I would say required to be delisted. You only want to delist a game when it just runs so bad that it shouldn't even be sold, right? I didn't think the game came out yet to have issues. So, oh, okay, I'm ignoring you. Steam is allowing refunds past two hours. They should because compiling shaders takes over an hour depending on your rig. So you get to play for like, what, 30 or 40 minutes? But also some people play it and have zero issues. 
Yeah, I, th- that's a thing that doesn't make sense at all. There are people playing it and don't have a single issue. Listen, the, 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 the topic at hand is, is Cyberpunk 2077 having its No Man's Sky moment? And if it is, should we support redemption arcs for games? So we're on the subject of like certain games should be delisted, certain games should be removed, right? That's 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 a common theme since Cyberpunk got removed from the PlayStation Store. I think that that is a conversation worth having. I don't think when you're in an environment like Steam where they're willing to honor refunds and let people get their money back, I don't think you need to delist it. I think if anything it's better for the consumer to go to the store and see Oh my gosh, The Last of Us Part 1 on PC has like a 30-something freaking percent. What in the world happened to this, right? So, I don't necessarily think you need to delist that environment. I think you need to delist in the the console environment if a game is that bad because the people can't get their money back. I heard Cyberpunk was always a good game. I, I don't know who would say that. It's not always been a good game. There are people that have that opinion, I reacted to that one guy's video. He's like, it's always been a good game. And I'm like, no, it hasn't. It, even now, in its best state, I think it's a pretty average, me- pretty mediocre game. W- with respect to what I know CD Projekt Red is capable of, I don't think so. I don't think so. At its best, right now, we would say that Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay is at its best. At its best... I don't, I don't think it's worthy of the name that's attached to it. It doesn't feel like a CD Projekt Red game. It doesn't. Boot, boot up the next-gen updated version of The Witcher 3. Play for about five hours. Play for about five hours. Then go play Cyberpunk for five hours. And, and ask that hard question. Does this feel like it was made by the same people? Play more than the intro? I've played more than the intro. I play the intro. I came back and played later another time. I came back and played later after the next-gen update. I've played plenty. Listen, you don't get to invalidate my opinion just because you've played a bunch. That's 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 ridiculous. I've been play- I've literally been playing and covering games for a super long time. I don't need to play a game beyond 10 or 11 hours to satisfy fans because I don't answer to you I answer to my own preferences when I'm going to choose to play a game or not I'm not like well there's probably people on the internet that think I should double my playtime before I officially weigh in I got all the way to the Johnny Silverhand stuff and I went and I did a mission and I talked to some guy in a diner and I was falling asleep I was like dude this is boring the dialogue's boring the story's not interesting the characters are bland everybody sounds like they just woke up from a nap it doesn't it just there's nothing about it that screams oh yeah this is a CD Projekt Red game this is the company that made The Witcher 3 we used to get broken games and they were never fixed as Derek there are game-breaking glitches in Bioshock and Tomb Raider, and they were never fixed. I'll always be happy when a game gets fixed and improved. Right, like, I think on the hierarchy of bad to good games that come out, some people forget that way back in what people think is like, well, ba- back in my day, I bought a game and that's all I got. There was no DLC or patches. Yeah, and if there were any bugs and glitches, they were in there permanently. There was no fixing those games don't need to play it to know it's missing things they promoted and advertised, says Eugene. 
I'm a big fan of Cyberpunk 2077. I have like 250 hours and like 350 in Witcher, says Sandy. Witcher has slightly better quest lines, but not by that much. But, okay, so do you think, though, Sandy, you think the dialogue and the voice acting are on equal footing? You think the combat's on equal footing? You think the RPG and the build aspects are on equal footing? I agree that Cyberpunk is good. He has his own taste in games like we all do, and he has to interact differently with games than us in a lot of cases to do his job. Uh, So I take it with a grain of salt. Well, I... It seems like you're saying I'm allowed to have an opinion, but then you take my opinion with a grain of salt. Like that's like a, that feels like a backhanded compliment or a backhanded defense. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. You don't need to take my opinion with a grain of salt. You need to take everybody's opinion with a grain of salt. Like it's not necessarily about whose opinion is right or wrong. It's about this game was promoted as this way up here it was going to be monumental it was going to be a 10 out of 10 it was going to be this incredible experience and I don't think even fans of the game could argue that it's ever lined up with the marketing Like I just don't think you can look at me straight faced and say yeah no it lines up with the marketing this is what I was promised we're lacking today guys we need some more members and subs says easy rip yeah we're we're off to a slow start here somebody's got to kick the tires to promote to provoke the other side we're in we're in a we're in a total standoff here one member on each platform this is this is this is not this is not the monday we want to have come on let's keep let's get it going my examples are much more contemporary. Bioshock has been completely remastered and has the same glitches. Tomb Raider's been out on many platforms and the save file nuke glitch was never fixed. The Last Guardian was abandoned and never fixed. Right. Those are games right there that you should be ridiculing. You shouldn't ridicule No Man's Sky or Cyberpunk for trying to fix themselves. That's not what I meant. Not your opinion with a grain of salt. I take when I have a differing opinion from you with a grain of salt due to our different tastes and interaction. Not saying yours is invalid. Oh, I get what you're saying. Right, and that's the thing. Listen to me, listen to me. If you play Cyberpunk 2077 and you're like, brother, this game, it delivered everything that I hoped to get out of it. That's kind of where I was going with the Kill the Justice League game. The Kill the Justice League game, I kind of expected what I ended up seeing. I did. I kind of expected what I ended up seeing, and so it didn't really upset me. I think that's a similar thing with Cyberpunk 2077. You know what I'm saying? See you later, Mo. I think I I think I approach Cyberpunk as a fan of shooter RPGs with loot. I was like, this game's gonna be legit. The guys that made The Witcher 3 are making an RPG shooter. Oh my gosh, there's loot. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not a big dialogue guy. I'm not a big dialogue guy. Even as somebody who's not a big dialogue guy, I always said the dialogue, the voice acting in The Witcher 3 was pristine, even though I didn't like, you know, taking 20 minutes to do a goat finding quest. Yes, a quest where you go and find some guy's goat. And I, it, it, you're just like, you're having to talk to the guy and go, go through eight pages of dialogue to get there, right? So that's where I stand on it. There we go. I was like, man, oh man, we're just kind of sitting, we're holding in a holding pattern and Derek gets one of them. JW with five gifted members. The gauntlet's been thrown down, kick. 
Thank you so much, JW. It goes to Derek, Skyler, Carl, Connor, and Primal Plasma. You guys are now members. There it is. Getting us, getting that train going. It, there we go. It's out of the station now. I played Cyberpunk 2077 uh, with a male and a female character, and I haven't played it in two years. There was nothing that made me stay there like The Witcher 3 did. Cyberpunk showing fake gameplay demo behind closed doors to the press didn't help with the hype, I mean, says Paul. Wait, is that why the press came out swinging? We have 50 viewers over here on Kick. That's amazing. Make sure you're following me on Kick. Hit that follow button. I still haven't finished Cyberpunk main campaign and a side quest, but the driving is still bad. I couldn't play it any more than I had played it since yesterday, but I gave up on the game. Uh, Princess the Goat quest. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do I have to have all this dialogue about a goat? You know what I'm saying? Is it okay to like a game that other people don't like? No one is saying not to like it. I think it is good that they're trying to finish the game they released uh, years ago. We're kind of having two conversations at the same time, which is totally fine. I like I like having multi-threaded conversations. But we're definitely having two conversations at the same time. On the one hand, I'm saying, listen, I totally cheer for redemption arcs. I do. I think our culture needs more redemption arcs. I don't think we should be so quick to be like, yep, destroy that person, game, company, and never let them come back from the fires that we burned them with, right? I I think that's an unhealthy and very strange attitude to take, right? That's almost psychopathic. You know, we can get into that cultural commentary another time, right? The the, the psychopathic nature of online, you know, culture. But I'm on one hand saying we should 100% be supporting redemption arcs for video games. I don't think it sets a bad precedent. I don't think Cyberpunk turning things around is going to make other companies try the same thing when you look at the massive financial loss that CD Projekt Red has suffered. Okay? So, so, if, but on the other hand, I'm saying, I really don't think Cyberpunk has ever been the game that they promised. I don't think it's ever risen to the occasion. I don't. I, I I look at what I was hoping for, what I was promised, and when I play the game, I don't feel like I'm playing the game that I was looking forward to. Now, some of that's on me, right? Everybody has their own expectations. Everybody comes at a game and says, this is what I'm hoping to get out of it. This is what I'm hoping to see. Yo, what's good, Feed? We got to get Feed a membership, guys. I'm calling out a hit on feed. Come on now. Yeah, I would abandon that one, Eugene. M9. Feed just keeps saying M9. I'm not sure what he's trying to say. Morning, folks. Reforge gang. What's good, Mark Bent? I love Cyberpunk. I played through all three life paths, completed every mission and quest. Still doesn't change the fact that there's a ton of stuff that was promised that didn't make it. Right, like, I remember playing... This is a good parallel to No Man's Sky. I remember playing No Man's Sky when it was slowly getting better, right? Hey, did somebody else subscribe over here? I remember doing that. I remember playing and thinking, this is awesome. One subscription present, send to others now. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't know what I just did. I just said I'm just sending something. I don't I don't know what that is. Um I remember playing No Man's Sky like as it was slowly improving itself. And I was like, this is a good game. Like I'm enjoying it. But I could also say 
this is not the full package yet. This is not the game that everybody was like really, really hoping for. Up, Lono. Great stream. Keep it up. Love Cyberpunk after the PS5 release. Yo, what's good, Games for Eternity? Oh, after they like updated it, you mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there are people like that. They're like, yes, like Cyberpunk is worth playing now. It's a good game. Hey, thank you so much, Colby, for subscribing over there on the Tickety Talk. We're getting subs on the Tickety Talk. We've gotten six on YouTube. We've gotten one on Kick. Let's see what we can do today. We had a huge day on Friday. I'm all for redemption, but I think sometimes a game just meeting the mark of what it was supposed to be isn't something to praise. Congrats, you gave the game we paid four years later. Listen, listen. See, now, Dirge, you and I are on the same wavelength. I said that during the show open. I said, some people look at Cyberpunk and say, you just now got the game to minimum viable product status. This is a game worthy of being in the store. This is a game worthy of being purchased. That doesn't make it a 9 out of 10 game. That means you you got it off the ground. Congratulations. Like it's no longer trash. It's it's fine. Like because when I played it when they did the next gen update, that's what I thought. I was like, "Okay, this is basically minimum viable product. This is MVP. This is like the base level deliverable that we should have gotten. We should have received, you know, back when it came out. And even then, I think people were going to be like, ah, it's kind of a disappointing game. It was going to get sevens and eights, I think, even if it would have released like that. I think people would have thought that the main reason it got shredded was because it barely ran for so many people that bought it. I don't think Halo will ever be massive again if it stays within the arena shooter box. Oh yeah, that's a whole different topic. What about when we get more than expected? Uh, Want to get your hand in your pocket? I'm not sure what you mean. Off topic, will you upload your Halo video to kick? <laughs> Shut up, Hilly. It's playable now. Enjoy. That's right. If you're just tuning in, my show opened today. My opening monologue was about is Cyberpunk 2077 having its No Man's Sky moment? I'd love to hear from you. Where do you stand on the game? There's a couple different threads of the debate happening right now. Where's the game's quality right now in your estimation? The question of should we cheer for games having redemption arcs? Should we cheer for games turning things around? In addition to that, should we consider you know, not supporting or not getting behind games fixing themselves? Like, What's the approach as a game starts to try to improve it itself and i believe that cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty dlc that's honestly to me the true test just how commercially successful can it be yo what's good lone wolf what i miss not much man been streaming for about an hour we got our little rivalry going down here in the morning kick falling behind youtube taking the lead we've gotten some subscribers as well over on the tickety talk never played no man's sky is it really that good no man's sky at this point i would describe no man's sky as basically being its own sequel i'm dead serious no hype no hyperbole i'm not being exaggeratory if you go and look at all of the things they've added all of the updates they basically built the sequel to no man's sky inside of no man's sky the original vanilla game is like a is like a freaking matchbook next to an encyclopedia. Like that's how much that's how much substance and how much they've just dumped into No Man's Sky. 
If you can play it on a PSVR 2, oh my gosh, what an experience. But at the very least, you should definitely try it out. If you if you tried it out way, 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 way back when, and you've just been kind of in a holding pattern, I would say check it out now because it is not even remotely the same game. It, I can't even list all the things they've done. It's not possible. The list is too long. No Man's Sky in 2023 is basically No Man's Sky 2. It's actually insane. Very accurate way to explain it. It's No Man's Sky 2. Yeah, I. that's always, to me, the easiest way to explain how much they've done. It's like, listen, instead of me telling you all the stuff they've added, they basically built the sequel to the game inside the game. Like, it's 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 been such a substantive upgrade, it's not even the original game anymore. Game runs very well on my middle-load PC. It's hard to find a playthrough, a uh, time to play, though. Uh, but it's definitely a game to play, uh, not a game to play with kids around. Oh, yeah, yeah, a, a cyberpunk gameplay for me, I, I, I didn't even care about all of that, right? I try to run, like, a, a, a you know, a safer-work, you know, broadcast. So, I, you know, I, t- I tend to not play too many games like that, but it wasn't even that big of a problem, right? A $5 tip from Mark's Minute News. Game's fixed now, but for me, the BSCD Project Red pulled with this one, damaged their rep for me. They knew what state it was in, and they released it anyway. Thank you for the $5 super chat tip. I almost added a member. I was like, oh, I need to add a member because I because of the because of the box in chat. Like I'm like Pavlov's dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's a similar size to the gifted member thing. Hilly says, I support a game for turning around and fixing itself. I don't think that. Uh, punishes me, oh, pushes me into a false binary of supporting bad launches. I think consoles need the Steam refund policy, and this problem will disappear over time. Yeah, if consoles literally did that, if they were like, oh yeah, as long as you're under two hours, you can return the game, it would make a big difference. It would make a super, super big difference. Because that would create... Yo, thanks for sending four roses, Colby. That would create an environment where the consumer is more protected. Like, think about it. The consumer is more protected in that environment because if you buy the game and it's bad, you get your money back. They're not allowed to shove out some piece of crap. Now, obviously, that would be a worry if you're... if if. You know, a lot of your games are landing on Game Pass. That's not a dig at Game Pass, but that definitely makes it easier for you to say, oh no, yeah, if a game is bad, you just get your money back. Then that makes it harder on the developers. In the right way, that makes it harder on the developers. You can return digital Xbox games? No, no. I think you get, I know PlayStation gives you one a year. You can send an email and get your money back. I don't think Xbox lets you do that unlimited, though. I think after one, it gets harder. I've had people say that, and then other people are like, no, I've tried to do that. It's not that simple. A better refund policy would, at the very least, certainly have a noticeable improvement on quality, but I wouldn't go as far as say it was completely fix these issues. Well, no, I don't think it would fix the issues either. Do you want to know what would happen, Solemn? I think you would see, uh, you would see way, way more publishers way more publishers saying oh no you can delay you can delay yo what's good storm it's good to see all these badges over here on kick man it's just a chat full of badges what's good rainbow 14 days holy link batman yeah that's just a google search it's actually debunked they tried to put uh the qa outsourced team under the bus oh 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 
Sony doesn't like giving back money under any circumstances. I, I think you could say that about uh, any company in existence. Are there companies that actively enjoy giving money back? <laughs> You're here to return that? That's great. We didn't want that money anyway. It's 14 days in playtime just like Steam. Yeah, but how do you do it? Where do you go to get the refund? Where do you go to get the refund? The process to refund games on Microsoft is hard. I had to call my bank. YouTube Lurk says, I find the thought companies would actively plan to fail is absurd. I like, uh, I think the reaction to Hogwarts delaying past gen multiple times means WB learned the correct lessons. Yeah, I, I think so, YouTube Lurker. I think if you look at what they're doing with Hogwarts Legacy, I do not think Cyberpunk is setting some 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 bad precedent. I don't think so. Request a refund for digital games. We understand that sometimes purchases of digital games products don't go as planned, says Xbox. Uh, When that happens, we'll help you request a refund. Refunds are typically issued for requests meeting the following criteria. Requests are made within 14 days of the purchase date. Requests for games in which you've accumulated a significant amount of playtime. Be aware that submitting a request doesn't guarantee a refund, especially if it doesn't meet the above criteria. If the refund request is approved, you'll see it processed. Yeah, here's here's the problem. Refunds are typically issued for requests meeting the following criteria. Get out of here. You guys, yeah, you guys need to be careful with that. You're making it sound like you can just go get a refund. That's not how that reads. That doesn't read like... Do it. Do it the way I do it with Steam. Go buy like three or four games in a row. Play them each for about 30 minutes and be like, and and pick the ones that you legitimately didn't like and go and try and get a refund. And I guarantee you, you're going to get blocked after one or two. Ain't no way folks are just doing that on that ecosystem. There's just no way. Cyberpunk 2077 any good now? I am arguing that they seem to be having their No Man's Sky moment. I don't think it's happened yet. I think they've laid the runway. So basically in 2022, CD Projekt Red had their second best year, and it was literally from only from primarily Cyberpunk sales. And it's not just Cyberpunk sales. People bought the game, and then the review scores went way up. You got to work to get refunds, and most of the time, uh, uh, I've gotten is credit, oh, partial credit. Yeah, I, I'll be care. I'll be careful putting out that narrative. That like, oh no, you can get returns on Xbox. I'm, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing something that takes a bunch of time. You got to go through their website, and there doesn't seem to be a guarantee that you're going to get your money back on Steam. As long as I'm under the two hour mark, they give me my money back. In fact. Hilly and I played a game beyond two hours and we still got our money back. Steam will still sometimes even acknowledge it beyond the two hour mark. I've only tried once and I got it. We have no idea when Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty release date is. So. I don't want to take us down this rabbit hole today, but I think you'll see more broken games released uh, uh, and then fix under Microsoft with ABK. The biggest concern is going to be get the game out on Game Pass. We'll fix it later. That's one of my concerns for this year. That's one of my concerns for this year is that people are worried that like, oh, Cyberpunk fixing itself and being supported is going to lead. It's going to set a bad precedent, right? 
I, I, I don't I don't think it will set a bad precedent, but I'll tell you what I do think. I do think you're going to see that this year, and I think a lot of people are going to say that. Well, at least we got games. At least the games are out. I mean, you watch. You watch the levels of cope and defense we're going to get, because I believe that one leaker. I believed him when he said that that, that, that Redfall and Starfield were going to come out and not be ready, and, that's, and that Bethesda wanted more time, and Microsoft wanted them out the door. No, I believed them. I think that leaker was telling the truth. Because now you got you got three big titles that didn't make it. The promise was all these games coming in the next 12 months. Starfield didn't make it. Forza Motorsport's not going to make it. And Arc 2 just got delayed to next year. Yeah, I got that rant, Eugene. It was it was it was remarkable. It was wonderful. The best parts of Cyberpunk was the open world design and the story. I just don't get the praise for the open world. I just don't get it. I don't. One of the primary means of getting around is driving. The driving feels terrible. The the, the world, the roads, everything feels really constrained. It doesn't feel... um, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. It did not feel... It, it didn't it didn't feel like what 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 an open world game should feel like it felt like it I felt like they were faking me out I can't be the only person that felt that about cyberpunk it didn't feel like the open world was an open world it felt like they were they were faking me out it was like well okay can I go everywhere like the buildings and everything it it felt like divisions open world like divisions open world wasn't really an open world it was a fake out yo it's good a Myrtle turtle can we get a recap all right I'll give you guys a recap. We're gonna need we're gonna need some energy. We're gonna need that that energy that we had on Friday because we got to see who's gonna who's gonna be the first to hit twenty five today. Is it gonna be Kicker YouTube? All right. Let's see some gifteds for this for this recap. All right. So basically, what I argued in the show open was from a variety of things. Is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven having its No Man's Sky moment? I pointed to their sales last year. Many people were attributing it. Oh, it's just Edge Runners. Edge Runners is why Cyberpunk had this big turnaround. But Cyberpunk had its second best year. CD Projekt Red, I'm sorry, had its second best year since the company's inception. It was almost all entirely because of Cyberpunk sales, which they related to the edge runner show but you can see here starting in september october november december and january all those big giant teal lines those are the steam reviews coming in a huge surge of positive response to the game so that means that it was a maintained thing word of mouth was spreading sales were going up reviews were going up that was in response to the game's quality okay so cyberpunk was the leading cause last year of CD Projekt Red having its second best year ever. And my argument was they're getting ready to have their No Man's Sky moment because they did all that without Phantom Liberty. And Phantom Liberty is going to cost money. Yeah, so the anime, the, the, the anime, not the anime, the anime show definitely helped. Cyberpunk Edge Runners drove everybody to the game. But then the game's quality is what sustained it. The game's quality is what sort of put it into the stratosphere. It's what made everybody say, this game is worth checking out. This game is worth playing. If you look at the review scores, if you look at the review scores, you can see this as plain as day. You can totally see that they have completely turned around what people think about the game. 
because the overall score of the game is a 79%, mostly positive. But if you look just in the last 30 days, it's an 87%. It's very positive. It's almost 10% higher than its overall score. Just and, and all and all they've done is is improve the game, add next gen, launch a show, and get a bunch of people to dive in. So there's your recap, and nobody, nobody did the things. <laughs> At the very least, make sure you're smashing the like button, saying thanks for the recap. Plenty of you here probably haven't pushed that thumbs up yet. It helps the video find more people. What's good, eight oh nine lion? The story and gameplay was the best part. Hey, wired rope is going to gift the sub, and it goes to Wicked Bob. Kick's going to move the needle a little bit. They're going to try and sneak up on you, YouTube. Thank you, Wired Rope. Very, very much. I recognize that name, Wicked Bob. As a potential new player, says Victor, should I watch the show first and then play? Uh, what's the thoughts from Cyberpunk fans? I, yeah, I just... 809 Lion, Lion, I just couldn't get into the to the story. I don't know why, like, I just felt like everybody was sleepy, like, nobody seemed, there was only one or two people that I thought really brought some, like, gravitas to their voice acting and some presence, and one of them dies, like, I'm trying I'm trying not to do any spoilers because, like, new people, you know, new people to the game might be checking out this broadcast and I'm like you lost your gifted sub here? what? you lost it? how? Hey, Lord Finesse. He said, hey, we got to maintain our lead. He gives a member. There we go. There we go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, this is what we want to see. Wired Rope just gifted five. It went to Remy, Machine Games, Super Stua, DJ Cleot, and Kylock. He says, I meant to do five. It worked. It worked. You motivated YouTube to do something, and now we have a tie. Seven to seven. You going to take that, YouTube? No. Online MVP is like, no, we are not going to take that. He says, I'm going to drop a 20 bomb on chat. You are a madman, online MVP, dropping a 20 member bomb on chat. Just absolutely running away with the lead, hitting 25 first. Cowboy King of Entertainment says, Lono, I've never been a fan of Cyberpunk. If it was third person, it would have been more interesting playing it. Here's the thing about third person, though, right? Um, okay, that's nice creature. Thank you for that. Kicking it with Timmy B even is going to gift a membership. Listen, listen, you guys over here now on YouTube, you guys have a bigger goal. Your next one, I already owe you five. You hit the first 25. Now you got to hit 50. Kick, kick. You got to catch up. Thank you so much. Kicking it with Timmy B and big, big thanks to online MVP. If you lost your gifted, you can find it again under the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat says creature. <laughs> Yeah, Rainbow got a gifted sub from Paul, and for some reason, they don't have it over there on on uh, on Kick. Crazy how I've been watching on YouTube way longer, but the first time I come into Kick, I get a sub. Hey, baby. It all works. 15 months coming back in. Doe Devas, thank you so much for renewing your membership over there on YouTube. I. What was... What did, what did Cowboy say? I wanted to respond to what Cowboy said. What did he say? He said, oh, third person. Yo, Dodevas is like, yo, we can totally hit that goal. He says, we can totally hit that goal. Pushes it to 33 on the day. 
Silent Warrior is going to gift a member and it goes to Wired Rope. So Wired Rope was gifting members and didn't even have one yet. No worries. He's going to get taken care of. Takes us to eight on the day. Thank you so much, Doe Devas. Lion says, I got so involved in the story, I felt I really needed to help Pan Am. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to respond to what uh, what Cowboy said. I think third person in Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay would have helped the melee builds the most. Like, if you could see your dude, like, holding a sword. Do you know what I'm saying? I, you know what's funny, Cowboy? I think the looseness, the lack of tightness in the shooting would have been aided by third person. When I'm in first person, I want that gunplay to feel just perfect. Have you guys seen the Witchfire gameplay? Have you seen it? It looks incredible. It looks like a rogue medieval destiny. Yo, JW's like, let's keep it going. Let's just keep it going. Pedal to the floor, taking us to 38 members on the day. That puts us even closer kick is now you're 30 members behind kick man we're gonna have to start getting some people over here on kick we got 57 folks watching make sure you're following you guys are gonna have to start getting more folks in here to compete youtube gifters are based it's a bit of an unfair advantage (laughs) but 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 if you look at Witchfire, i'm telling you that's good gunplay and i don't think you get great gunplay in cyberpunk and i think third person maybe would have helped mask some of that Third person would have been awesome, especially when I'm using a katana. Yeah. I feel Cyberpunk should have been third person game with all the customizations available. Felt like a missed opportunity. Kick who? We're streaming on kick.com. K-I-C-K. Not the old app you used on your phone. Although Kick has a streaming app on both Google Play and the Apple Store. And we're streaming over there. It's basically a competitor to purple. Third person definitely would have helped. No third person was a missed opportunity, says Cowboy, I think, but I wonder what Cyberpunk fans think if they would prefer third person. Witchfire game looks fire. Ha 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 ha. It does. Did you not enjoy Keanu Reeves' character in Cyberpunk? I thought he was amazing. No. I I thought it was... I, I would have probably gotten more... I think I would, there would have been more life, more character, and better voice acting from a piece of cardboard. And I'm not kidding. I love Keanu. I do. I love him. I'd have dinner with him. I'd hang out with him. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a beautiful human being. And I think he's done great things, both with, you know, uh, John Wick and, and others. But I, I think I think what he brought to Cyberpunk was so bland. I didn't, I didn't get it at all. I was like, why is everybody so hyped about this? Yo, Casual Grinder! Casual Grinder says, I'm going to compete for the Eknor Award. Do you guys want to know who got the Eknor Award last month? Last month, the top gifter with 145 gifted members last month was Casual Grinder. Congratulations, Casual Grinder, on the Eknor Award. You got the Eknor Award last month. That means I owe you a free bag of coffee. You can connect with me in Discord for that. Appreciate that so so much. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So kind, so generous, and we honor our good friend Eknor, who is uh, he's he, he's anticipating not being with us much longer. 
He's undergoing treatment, but doesn't think, you know, doesn't think he's got more than about a month or two left. He's been honest about that in chat. I'm not, I'm not blasting out anybody's like, you know, personal information. And he, uh, he single-handedly changed the, the, the culture here and got so many more people to, to gift. And so we honor him. He'll always be honored here. And the Eknor award this month does go to casual grinder. So congrats, brother. Keanu's father left when he was three he attended four different high schools was dyslexic at age 23 his best friend River Phoenix uh, died his child was born stillborn 18 months later his girlfriend Jennifer was did the, she died in a car accident he took care of his sister when she was sick with leukemia he has a heart of gold and has been secretly donating millions to children's hospitals for years yeah I absolutely love Keanu like I said he's a beautiful human being he really is he's a beautiful human being but like I just I didn't think what he did I just didn't think what he did in in cyberpunk was that impressive I always felt like he was just reading his lines awkwardly I don't know listen I love Keanu but Keanu's not known for his emotional emotive depth on screen he's just not known for it yeah I think I'm back I know kung fu virtually the same level of emotion right like not (laughs) not much different and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that but when you're in a voice acting scenario that makes it land flat I just felt like it lands flat he's the best of us he's basically a dog in human form right like we don't deserve him You did like one mission with him? How would you know? That's not true. See, if you're going to come in and try to claim I've not played enough, then don't tell lies. I did did a mission where I found him. I did a mission where I got back to my place. I did a mission where I left my place. I did a mission where I went and talked to somebody and he was sitting right next to me. I, I, I played, I think, at least two hours with him constantly popping up and saying things. He just kept popping up and saying things. So what, do you get better after the second hour suddenly he comes to life? Listen, I reacted to a guy's video who claimed that Cyberpunk's always been a good game, and he showed cutscenes in that video, and I was like, if you think that cutscene is supposed to be compelling, it, it's, it, it just isn't. It just, it just is not. Yo, Jake with 20 months and it's a member plus. Welcome back. Keanu's the best terrible actor of all time. Three months from Cloud Strife. Lono, I agree. I didn't like Keanu in Cyberpunk. I'm a huge fan of his, but sometimes certain personalities don't mess with certain scripts. That's what I'm saying. You're allowed to like Keanu. You're allowed to like Cyberpunk. I played enough to say I don't get this. I don't get why everybody thinks this is so amazing. I just don't understand it. I don't. Rodrigo with a month of memberships this morning, everyone. Welcome back in. Always been good. Yeah, that, that, that guy that made that video, we reacted to it. I thought it was an excellent video, but I was like, this game has not always been good. What are you talking about? It gets better after 50 hours. <laughs> That's so sad. That makes me a bit depressed about Eknor. And yes, I'm sure I spelt that wrong. That's fine. That's fine. He does he wouldn't want you to be depressed or sad. He would want you to, you know, to continue to to do to do awesome things as a community and to to continue to honor him and 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 to continue to have a good time. Like that's what he would want. He wouldn't want anybody being sad on his account. 
I mean, we can be sad because it's sad, but he wouldn't want it to be like a perpetual downer. Like when we honor him and give the Eknor award, he would want that to be a celebration. Like after he's gone, he's still here in a sense. Yo, Silent Warrior with 19 months and it's a VIP. Keep up the great shows and the amazing coffee. Thank you. Top of the morning, everyone. Have a great day. Yo, what's good? Thanks for five months. Welcome back in. Drizzy Spanish. Is it weird I actually enjoyed the acting in Cyberpunk? If you liked the acting and the voice acting in Cyberpunk, man, good for you. You have a mountain of a game that you can play. I didn't. I just didn't get it. I've played games like Hellblade. I've played games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, where the voice acting is stellar. God of War, Ghost, well, Ghost of Tsushima, it's all in Japanese, but I still, you know, I still feel like it adds just to, I, I play that game in Japanese. Um, trying to think of other games with spectacular uh, voice acting. I just, I think Hellblade is one of those games that it almost like changes you. It's like it changes my expectations. Even The Witcher, I felt like had better voice acting. 2077 will be nowhere near No Man's Sky. Uh, what are your thoughts on Andromeda that was probably the most broken release game filled with bugs? Apparently, it's like so much better. You know what I'm saying? Aloy's kind of unidimensional. Yeah, but here's the thing, Leto. She's supposed to sort of be like that, but the supporting cast in the Horizon games, I think, do an amazing job. They do an amazing job. I, I don't know. The English voice acting in Ghost of Tsushima is great. God of War Rag, the beginning was epic. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank had good voice acting. Yeah, apparently uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is in a much better place, but like, I, I just, I don't really care. When a game launches that poorly, I, I don't I don't really care. MGS Peace Walker had great voice acting, in my opinion. Yeah, you can even look at like Lance Riddick. Like, look at the voice acting and the dialogue even in a game like Destiny. Look at the voice acting and the dialogue in a game like Diablo 4. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, The Last of Us. Like, Spider-Man. People are like, they're just movie games. They're just movie games. Well, hold on a second. The, the level of voice acting is one of the reasons that you think that, right? It's this cinematic experience. But you don't even have to play a movie game to see that... I, I just, I do not think Cyberpunk even comes close to the level of voice acting that we get in so many other games. It's just not even close. Callisto Protocol had good voice acting. I'll, yeah, I'd actually grant that. I would. The gameplay in Callisto was so bad. Rest in Power Lance. Andromeda faces are tired and everything. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're tired. Jackie Wells, Dum Dum, Royce, Adam Smasher, the list goes on. Cyberpunk 2077 had great voice acting. I don't think so. No. And you know what's funny, Pyramid Scheme? I don't think it's anybody's fault that was actually a part of the cast. I don't. I don't think it was their fault. I think that there was something. There's something. You can take really, really high-level high voice actors, and you can put them in a booth, and you can give them bad direction. Like I blame the director, whoever was in whoever was in the studio giving them direction on how to voice act. I'm telling you, they had all this talent. I actually don't think Keanu is a gifted voice actor. I don't think you'd put him in another game. You put him in the game as himself, right? 
Now, I think he was in that... I think he did a better job, actually, in... What was the movie with Kevin Hart and they're like the superheroes pets or something? It's like Batman's dog or Superman's dog or whatever. I actually saw scenes from that and thought he did a better job with that. I mean, that's that's a completely different environment and different genre, which maybe helped him loosen up and bring something new to the table or something, you know, something that we've not heard from him before, right? I disagree there. I enjoyed most of the voice acting in Cyberpunk. I thought two of the best voice actors was... The guy that's like your best friend, I thought he was great. And then there's like the real like heavy black dude that's like having you do stuff for him. And he's like talking to you in the car. I thought they were the two best. And then obviously, you know, not everybody makes it. And, you know, and even in the one scene where like you, you're talking to that guy and you're trying to establish what you're going to do next because like something bad happened and... This, this other guy is supposed to start talking and he's like not saying anything. We're all just standing around. I'm like, I don't understand. Is something supposed to happen? Compare the voice acting in Edge Runners to the voice acting in the game and that tells you a lot about bad direction, says Patrick. Rex, is that his name? Uh. N- no. No, someone says Dexter and Jackie. Dexter, yeah, Dexter. Yeah, I thought I thought Dexter Deshawn was was voice acted really really well. I thought he was voice acted really well, and I thought Jackie was voice acted really really well. And but outside of that, I felt like everybody else everybody else I interacted with felt sleepy. Yo, Jazzification, thanks for jumping back in as a member and renewing. Honestly, enjoyed the cyberpunk voice acting. In my opinion, he really hit the spot. Then again, his best dialogue comes towards the end of the game and the optional quest, says the game mind. The thing about cyberpunk is, the closer you get to the ending, the better the voice acting gets. Uh, I'll agree uh, to that. More emotions in the end. It's so weird. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. That's weird. Female V is okay. Uh, not great, but okay. Well, apparently, listen, listen. Apparently, I set myself up to not enjoy cyberpunk voice acting because I picked a dude. And apparently, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you're supposed to pick the female. And her voice acting is way better, is, is what I've been told. There's plenty of great voice acting. And oh, well, All right, here you go. Let me give you another example. Another example of a game with top shelf voice acting is the Arkham series Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight and when I was playing through Arkham Knight, you had the guy that plays Mike from Breaking Bad as Commissioner Gordon, you had you know, Mark Hamill as the Joker you have this amazing cast of, of, of voice, voice actors okay and then I started interacting with Barbara Gordon and Barbara Gordon stood out to me as not a very good voice actor. It was like, what's she, she sounded bad. Now, here's the thing. She actually was not a bad voice actor. It's the fact that she's going up against Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, and I always forget the name of the guy that plays Mike Trout from Breaking Bad. I always forget his name. 
So she wasn't a bad voice actor. She sounded bad against some of the best in the business. Okay? So, the fact that you had some good voice acting in Cyberpunk, but then you have me as male V sounding terrible and sounding flat and sleepy, then I think Keanu sounds flat and sleepy, and then other people I'm interacting with are varying degrees of everybody sounds bored. Everybody sounds bored. There's no there's no urgency, there's no emotion. So, so because of that, it's just like Barbara Gordon in Arkham Knight. Like they stand out. It's like everybody nobody sounds like they care. Everybody sounds as if they got into the sound booth and just held the piece of paper for the first time. Chris Goyen was six months of membership. Actually, I remember playing Cyberpunk 2077 in Japanese audio with English captions and subtitles. It felt like Ghost in the Shell, and it was fantastic. Parasita says, Keanu is such a distinct actor that you kind of can't give him deep voice lines. Saw John Wick the other night, and I don't think he ever says more than eight words at a time because he's the character. Right. Lona, did you like Death Stranding? That's another game people say you need to play it longer to see the beauty, but I couldn't hang in there that long. I wanted to play it, Cowboy, but as a streamer, it just didn't it didn't it didn't translate into good gameplay. It was so slow. Like just to get from point A to point B, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good gameplay. I think there are certain streamers who streamed it to great success and they could bring something special to it, but I I was not one of those people. How dare you say that about Keanu? How dare you? Listen, I love him enough to tell him. I would tell him to his face. I'd be like, look, man. I, I just didn't I just didn't enjoy what you brought to, to Cyberpunk. They got you because the internet loves you. They like they didn't snag Keanu because Keanu has some, you know, insane level of like voice acting history. They grabbed Keanu because the internet loves him. Do you understand? Like that's the difference. That's that's the fun, that's the fundamental difference that I think you have to understand is you're not dealing with some some you know seasoned voice actor. You're dealing with a guy that the internet loves. And that's why that's why they picked him. And I just think that's there's a definitive difference between picking somebody because they're known for amazing voice acting and picking somebody that well, everybody loves this guy, so you know we got it. We got to go with him, and 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 I don't think and that's just not, that's just not a slam. I just think that's that's an accurate summary of why he was chosen. Oh, let's get to you. and look at the moment he created. You're breathtaking. Like, come on, come on. Like, that's a moment that'll kind of be eternal. Like, it'll that'll never not be a moment. That'll never not be a Keanu thing. You know, and I think that that that's what makes him special. That's what makes people like him is a lot of the times. I think it's it's literally it's those moments that that really make people love him. Don't forget the Bill and Ted movies. Well, right. But people today, people today, I don't think are looking at uh, I don't think they're looking at him and saying, oh, yeah, Bill and Ted. I think people are looking at him and saying like, oh, the Internet loves him. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's something, there's something intangible. There's something special about him. It's kind of like, 
it's kind of like when you see like a dog and you just want to pet it and 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 hang out with it and you know you, you just love dogs like like I said he's he, that's that's kind of what he reminds me of he reminds me of, he reminds me of a dog now we don't deserve him <laughs> Many memes were born of Keanu. That's right. Just a down-to-earth guy. Love it. Not throwing shade here, but I think his typecast got pretty firmly cemented with The Matrix. A slightly distant man of few words who does more listening than talking. Right, like I said, like, I know Kung Fu. It's like, if you take that, like, I know Kung Fu, to, you know, whoa, to, yeah, I think I'm back. It's just... That that's the depth that you're that you're getting, and I think that that's okay. I think you generally get the opposite of that in like Samuel L. Jackson. You get you know, well now it doesn't you know, and Vince shut the f- up and you know, <laughs> you've made me incredibly desperate. Keanu on the afterlife. I don't know what happens, uh, but I know those who love us will miss us. <laughs> Yeah. Keanu needs to play an earthly wooden character. Um, that's why I thought John Wick was perfect. Rock plays as the rock in all movies. That's what I'm saying to you. That's what I'm saying to you. Like, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. But I think the danger is, the dilemma is, you you get you you get to that ceiling on a person, and you're like, this is what we get. Listen, I'll be honest with you. We all love Lance Riddick, right? And we'll miss him deeply. He brought something very special to the characters that he portrayed and to the voice acting that he did. But even Lance Riddick is in a lane, right? If you listen to his voice as Zavala and then you listen to his voice as Silence, it's real similar. Now, his attitude, his demeanor... His swagger and his candor is obviously a little bit different when you compare. But my gosh, they're real similar. And it's unavoidable because it's his voice. There's a difference between somebody doing voice acting and somebody doing their own voice, right? Like when I do voices for my kids when I read books to them. That's not the same as me just reading in my voice. Do you see, like... I, d- I think that's one of the issues. It's like, well, you just get Keanu. You're just getting his voice. He's not voice acting. Like, it's... it's And I'm, I'm telling you, voice acting... Like, look at what Troy Baker, as it's being mentioned on Tickety Talk, look at what Troy Baker brings to a character and compare it. Look at what... um What's the... What's the... What's the name of the other guy? What's the... Oh, the guy that did... They had him fill in to be Cade. Nolan North. Look look at what Nolan North brings to a character and look at what Troy Baker brings to a character and then you got, you know, Keanu Reeves and you got Lance Riddick and you're like, yeah, that's that's basically their voice. And that's not a dig, it's a different directive approach. Does that make sense? They didn't ask Keanu to like do an English accent, you know, I know kung fu, you know. I know Kung Fu, mate. Like, they didn't ask him to do that. <laughs> they didn't ask him to do that. They just kind of had him be Keanu, be Rockstar Keanu, 
And I think for some people, they liked it. Bradley Cooper is Rocket. Your name's Taserface? Like, yeah, he he really he really stylizes his voice as Rocket. It'd be hard to pick out. It'd be hard to know that that's that that's uh, Bradley Cooper. You know what I mean? Troy Baker and Nolan North, and well, that's it. <laughs> I actually had an old episode. It's not available anymore. Where uh, I interviewed Martha Harms, and she does the voice of um the one siren. Uh, Maya. She does the voice of Maya in Borderlands. And she's actually a very talented voice actor. She gave us a little sample of like how she got work in Pokemon. And she's done some of the voices for some of the Pokemon. And, and like, she's very impressive as a voice actor. She brings a lot of presence. If you listen to her talk, you can hear hints of Maya in her voice. But Maya is a voice that she does. And I just think that that is, again, not like a dig against Keanu or, yeah, even even Kratos. Yeah, boy, you're just getting something more than just Christopher Judge. It's Christopher Judge with, you know, a little bit more grumpy grit than, you know, typical. Like, he's not going to be, like, laughing and being boisterous. Dracula's worth watching uh, for Keanu's English accent. Oh, yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I am Groot. <laughs> there we go. That's the depth of uh, Vin Diesel's voice acting. I am Groot. <laughs> That's one of the best scenes. Drax is like, wow. <laughs> so good. Uh, ever since you became, well, what's he say? You little sprout. I forget what he says. You've been a real D hole. <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> uh. Bradley uh, Baker literally has hundreds of voice lines in his repertoire, usually within the same show. Hamill's Joker is one of the best VR v- voice acting performances in gaming. Oh, yeah. Come on, Holly. Like, he's really, really good. Oh. Don't let it get you down, Bats. Uh, I could never do the laugh. I could probably channel some of his lines, but the laugh, I just can't. He brings something very special to the Joker laugh. You have to be able to do that. You know what I mean? You have to be able to do the laugh, or you're you're not gonna be you're, you're not you're not getting off the ground. Do you know the DLC release date? No, right now Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom, um, the Phantom Liberty. I guess we're probably gonna be getting some gameplay or something. They're gonna start talking to us in June. So in June, they tweeted and said they're gonna start giving us more information. I think that points to a fourth quarter release, right? Because if you're just going to start the actual sort of marketing and you're going to start the, hey, we're getting ready to talk, if you're starting that in June, I think that points to a fourth quarter. That, that That's that's when I think they're going to be, uh, be, be, be ramping up and saying things. And, you know, you do June, maybe they do something monthly, so then... You know, July and August get something. I, I I could see it landing in, you know, September or something. We're talking about Mario's voice in the upcoming movie, <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom. Here we come. Yeah, it it he sounds more like Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story, from what I've heard. Like he clearly is trying to do some kind of an Italian New Yorker style thing. But yeah, I don't I don't know. 
And then uh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong, and it's just Seth Rogen, you know. <laughs> I can't, I can't do Seth Rogen. He always sounds like he needs to. He sounds like he perpetually needs to clear his throat. Super Stua says Lono on kick, yeah, baby. Shadow drop at Summer Game Fest would be crazy. No, I don't think they'll shadow drop. I do not think they'll shadow drop Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. I don't think so. No. By the way, kick. You guys hit this 25, I owe you 5. I'll, I'll, I'll make good on it once once we get my, my payment thing set up. I don't know if I can do that or not. I owe you guys some from the other day, but I don't seem to see... I don't see a button for it. I don't see a button for it on the chat or anything. Maybe I have to watch in a normal browser instead of the dashboard. Channel host. Yeah, I'm, I'm the channel host. Mute ban, gifted sub leaderboard, show message time sense. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you got to be stoned to do his voice. <laughs> he just always sounds like he needs to clear his throat. Like there's just gravel back there. You know what I'm saying? Like he just swallowed. He's got a couple of rocks just scratching together in his throat. Oh, I think the Mario movie is going to be an absolute blast. I'm going to watch it with my kids, and it's going to be so much fun. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I think people are going to meme on it, and I think it might even be a 900 IQ play. Like, I think they chose him on purpose. I think they know he would be, like... he He's almost like the inverse of Keanu. Like, the internet loves to hate on Chris Pratt, and that's actually really good for your movie. <laughs> It's really good for your movie. <laughs> because people are like, hey, let me uh you know, let me go see it. let me go see how bad this movie is. You know? I I think it's I think it's serving their uh serving their good. I don't think oh I can gift a sub. Yeah, I definitely owe you guys five. Gifting a sub is a great way. Will it work? Oh, yeah, I need to add my payment method. I'll have to do that later. I'll have to do that later. Uh, the Total War series, voice acting. Just have a Scottish accent for Ireland. That's right. I like the Mario movie with Bob Hoskins and John. Is that the one where at the very end, um, <laughs> Lance Lance Henriksen is, is the king? Love those plumbers. He's in the movie for like five seconds. I know you remember what we got in the 90s. This is an absolute win. That's right. Yo, what's good, Abe? You're going to see the Mario movie this weekend with the kiddos? Yeah, we were intending to see that with our friends. We've got, uh, there's this there's this family that we hang out with. Like, they're like the perfect, they line up with our kids. They've got a daughter and a son, and we've got a daughter and a son. It's like, we, we like to, we go and do stuff with them all the time. Shut up. Mortal Kombat Annihilation was awesome. <laughs> All right, for the final for the final 30 minutes of this show, our second show today is going to be about Diablo 4. I've got a great video we're going to do another live reaction to. Uh, these guys put together, I think, a really good sort of summary of the devs responding to a lot of the criticism, concerns, and questions about Diablo 4. But for the last 30 minutes, all right, for the last 30 minutes, I want to talk about whether or not you think Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty should cost money. I think that's worth worth discussing. Give me one second. I gotta fix this. It was just like a tad too bright. There we go. So do you think they have a right? Do you think they should sell it for money? Do you think the perception of the game could potentially hurt the commercial success of Phantom Liberty DLC? 
We know you spend all your free time packing coffee. Well, not from today. Nobody's ordered any yet. We're, by the way, you guys that like dark roast, you better scramble. You're about to have a couple of weeks of no dark roast available. The new bags are on their way. And there's like, if you want to get the old bags as a memento, I, there's like six or seven bags left. I'd hurry up. Because for a while, it's going to be just the frickments. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to be doing something. I don't know if it's happened yet. I can't remember. It'll probably start tomorrow. I don't know if Creature pushed it out yet. We were supposed, we're going to be doing uh, a big thing. We're going to be doing something for uh, April. No, we haven't done it yet. Okay. You can still scramble to get the final Dark Roast bags. That's not, what we're going to do has no bearing on that. What we're going to do has no bearing on that. Uh, do, 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 do. do they have the right? Absolutely. Should they? Probably not. You guys think it's going to be 20 or 30 bucks? 30 bucks max? My vote is to sell it. I was thinking it's going to be like a $40 DLC. Do you guys think price points a factor? Like people are going to get ticked off if it's if it's if it's not like twenty or thirty dollars. So many people bought the OG game for five dollars. They have to sell the DLC, says Eugene. Why wouldn't they sell it for money? Says Silent Warrior. Just because of the crappy launch doesn't mean that they should give away free content. Yeah, I'm I'm asking I'm asking the question. You know, let's discuss it. You guys think twenty five to thirty dollars? What do you think? Forty dollars is too much of a reach. We get 25 more likes on YouTube. If you guys have been listening and lurking and you like my show and you're here all throughout the week, minimize chat really quickly and give us a like. That'll get us to 400. 40? Yeah, I think 40. Let me let me explain why I think it should be 40, okay? So back when I was doing graphic design, I had a guy who was kind of like a marketing guru and he told me, you're charging too little. I was charging 25 bucks an hour. I was trying to undercut all of the marketing agencies and the big expensive, you know, design firms in the city. And he's like, you're not charging enough. He's like, you need to double your rate. He's like, you should even consider tripling your rate, 50 or $75 an hour. And I thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I can't imagine telling somebody, yeah, me as a single outfit, me by myself, I'm going to charge you that much. And he told me, he's like, you're going to get better clients. They're going to think you know what you're doing. He's like, because you do. He's like, I've seen your work. He's like, you know what you're doing. And they're and they're going to be willing to pay. So I think perception is everything. I think if people see $40 for an expansion, they're going to expect it to be substantive. If it's 20 that's easy to dismiss. Yeah, 20 bucks. that's probably not that good. Right? That's probably not that good. I'm trying to get the back of my hair to stand up. You know, that can't be that good. How 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 is that gonna be substantive? How's that gonna be worth playing? It's twenty bucks. Sons of the Force was thirty. Exception is reality, my brother. That's right. Like I'm telling you how much was blood and wine? I can't I don't can't remember. We're having some disagreement in the chat. If there's four to six hours of additional content, 40 seems about right. Trill Troll says $40 for four to six hours is not worth it. I'll pay 40, but I don't think most people would, says Reese. Cloudstrife says, I think it'll be 20 to $30. They mentioned that it'll be bigger than the Witcher 2 expansion, which were both well worth the price and 15 to 20 plus hours of content. Brother... Wait, 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 wait. They've said it's going to be bigger than the Witcher 2 expansions and they were well worth the price. They were 15 to 20 hours. 
or you're saying this is going to be 15 to 20 hours listen if this is 15 to 20 hours worth of content they better they better charge 40 bucks for it gotta cover up that idris elba money that's right they have a right says hollow i personally wouldn't be a fan if it was above 25 to 30 dollars but different consumers in different situations have different responses i certainly wouldn't expect it to be free dlc isn't more than that there will be some upgrades and more weapons and whatnot haven't even finished the original well that has no bearing on what they should charge for this that's like your own personal experience i i yeah i think i think they should char- i think they should charge i think they should charge 40 bucks for it that's what i think I don't I don't have any question. I don't in my mind, if the consumer sees 40, they're gonna think that's big. That's significant. You see 20, meh. It's probably just a couple of missions or something. Now 30 might be the sweet spot, right? Burning Shore is 20, 40 for DLC crap game, says Veter. No way. Yeah, but Burning Shores, have they said how long Burning Shores is gonna be? base game was 60 to 80 so if you use that as a baseline i think the new content will be substantially better with 15 to 20 hours that means they could they should charge 100 <laughs> are you gonna pay 40 i'll yeah i'll pay 40 if they charge 40 i'll pay 40 and i'll check it out i want to know what i need to do to jump in though that's the information i need how much do i need to play sven says i think 30 to 40 is going to be the sweet spot and it shows that they still have confidence in their product that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's eight bags of dark roast left. Eight bags of dark roast left. So they haven't gotten snagged yet. Frozen Wilds was pretty significant for twenty dollars, says Eugene. You're right. If I see a low price point, I always think it's a little bit of content. I think it should cost twenty, says Chris Surf. Even Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds was ten hours worth of content. It was twenty dollars. I expect Burning Shores to be similar. I think Phantom Liberty is going to be bigger than Burning Shores. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think we're looking at a, at a, at a Burning Shores style expansion. Ex- expansion. I don't think so. I do not. I expect something far more significant than that. They've spent so much time on this. They have spent a bunch, a bunch of time on this. I don't I don't see it. I think I think that this is going to be a $40 sec it, this this needs to feel like a 1.5 almost like half of a new game. Is it coming to Game Pass LOL? 40 40 bucks would make sense if it landed uh if it landed the release. <clears throat> oh, if they landed the release. Star Wars Jedi Survivor has increased hair, beard, costume, and lightsaber customization compared to the first game. You can give my man an actual thick beard. He looks good. He looks real good. Expansion seems to always have been close to half the cost of the whole game, says Quintar. More than 10 or 15 hours? Yeah, 20 plus. I think we're getting 20 plus in this. 20 plus hours. There'll be there'll be enough main quests and side quests to give you 20, 20 hours. That's what I think. I think forty bucks is worth that. I expect it to be a large DLC, maybe ten to fifteen hours. Says Sven. Yeah, I mean, are we trying? Uh, are we trying to juice the chat over here a little bit? Says Valiant. Yeah, yeah. Valiant, if that's you, let me know and I'll mod you over there. I don't I don't know if it's an imposter or not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if it's an imposter. Honestly, uh, don't know how Lono managed to keep an eye on so many chats. I, you know, it's a gift. It's a gift. Not really. I'm crazy. The facts are out there. They've been working on this since 2021. That should invalidate all narratives expecting this expansion to be unfinished right off the bat. Am I able to mod him? I want to try. Yeah, I don't know. If we confirm that it's him, we'll uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Valiant says it is. Yeah, go ahead and try. Go ahead and try, Sven. Make sure you have two T's though. Oops. Did you do it? Make sure it's two T's, Valiant. I think it worked. All right, see, yeah, see if see if you're a mod now, Valiant. There's like a delay between the two. Yeah, we have normal latency on YouTube, and I think Kick is a lower latency. I think it's faster over there. Shiny red flags, looking for it. Gave me mod in error. Uh, no, 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 no. He's giving Valiant a mod, maybe. Cyberpunk expansion December. You think you think December? Casual grinder. The Eknor Award winner for March last month as most gifted members, gifting, sending a $20 super chat tip. I didn't want to interrupt the cast, but can you gift the coffee I won to someone in chat? I have four bags at home. I'd rather someone else get this great coffee. Okay. Someone's getting a free bag of coffee, and I'm going to have casual grinder maybe pick if people in chat want to say, hey, I'd like to, and I'll just have him maybe pick. He'll just pick a random name in chat that says they want it. You may need to refresh. Yeah, you may need to refresh, Valiant. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Hmm? Oh, I was trying to pop my neck. I couldn't do it. Whoever is going to get... Whoever he picks... Whoever he picks... Don't send it to Abe. Abe has a ton. Abe buys it all the time. Um, Whoever he picks... uh, I would say... Make it... Uh, you need to be willing to get into the Discord. You need to be able to get into the Discord because I need to be able to communicate with you and get your get your shipping address. All right, you got some people in chat saying, I'd like to, we just ran out, I'll take it. There you go, casual grinder. You picked Abe? Oh, why'd you pick Abe? <laughs> Abe orders it all the time. You look amazing today, casual. Yeah, Brett Williams is trying to butter him up. <laughs> you can't deliver here. Would be weird if mods could mod others. Yeah, that could be that could cause a total insurrection. That could. That could. Kick, you got some time to hit the 25 member goal on the day. YouTube crushed their goal. They hit it twice, and now if they want to go for third time's a charm, they can hit 75. In about 15 minutes, we're going to shift gears to Diablo 4 stream. The devs respond to criticism and questions, and we're going to react to it. Uh, So make sure you stick around for that. Make sure on YouTube you've taken the time to smash the like button. It's totally free to do, and we only need 11 more likes to hit 400. Doing double shows is kind of tough, so bring the love, bring the support. Abe's not eligible for any gift ever. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Casual has picked Robert Kober. We need to pick somebody who's not gotten the coffee before Abe. (laughs) Abe says, give it to Trill or Elliot. They've never had it. Well, I don't think Robert Kober has ever ordered it either. Robert, you need to be able to get into the Discord so I can get your shipping address. 
and then I'm gonna have then you can pick one of the three flavors and I'll ship you one. The lifetime average price for twenty seventy seven is forty seven dollars, says Parasito. With the amount of time it's been on sale, average sale event puts it at thirty five dollars, charging forty when the base game was less than that for half the players. Um I still stand by my statements. Yo, Valiant becomes a sub over on kick with the double dipping. He's like, I'll double dip. Let's get that kick goal hit. Appreciate you, Valiant, so, so much. Yeah, I stand by my statements, Parasito. I I think it comes down to consumer perception and value. Like, if they really want people to buy in, if they really want people to care, I I think you got to charge that much. Do you know what I'm saying? Elliot says, oh, well, grats. Hey, Feed, you got a badge in one of the gifted batches. You did it. Quintar says, we're not done yet, YouTube. Oh, my gosh, Quintar. Quintar's gunning for that Eknor award. I know he had to be close to winning it last month. Rockin' Robin's going to ensure that the gifted member count gets to the best number ever. We got 69 members on the day. Thank you, Quintar, for the 10 bomb. And Rockin' Robin comes in with the layup to just kaboop. There we go. A nice little nice 69. Parasito says, Lono really hitting us with the I know what I said. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. Not I know what I said. I said... What I said. <laughs> yeah, I said what I said. Listen, I stand by what I said. I do. I think you got to do. I think you do it. I think you do the 40. You throw it out there and say, this is a substantive 20 plus hour expansion. 40 bucks. Get in. Abe. Abe says, let's, let's get that off the board. Abe takes us to 79 members on the day. Now within reach of the big goal of a hundred. Gee, Christmas. Gee, Christmas. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let me show you guys how close you are to that 3,000. Uh, you guys got really, really close last month. We're at 2667. 2,667. It's going to be, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. It's going to be tough, but I believe that you guys can do it. Promotions. You don't have permission to access this feature. What? I've got some new thing in my... What the heck is going on on the back end? That'll be cool if we can get that. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if we get like a a freaking bounty board? I have some new promotions tab on the back end of YouTube and I just can't click it yet. You don't have permission to access this feature? (laughs) That'd be awesome if we can get that. Oh, the bounty board was so helpful back in the day. It was so helpful. I loved that. It was excellent. Thank you, Abe. Thank you, Quintar. Thank you so much, Casual Grinder and Online MVP for a massive, massive day. Getting us so, so high on the member count. Kick, you're you're still kicking. Don't you worry. We've got 50-something people watching throughout the day, and I really, really appreciate the love and support on a separate platform. We'll continue. We'll continue to do the multi-stream thing over here, and you guys, I know, will probably, you guys will continue to support it. Stop touching my things. I locked you out of that for a reason. You can't lock me out of a feature on my own dadgum channel. Rain Waters coming in and taking us to 80 members on the day. Listen, I would love to see this final 20 stretch of members be people picking up their own membership. 
do what rain waters just did sometimes your first membership is discounted listen listen we have really generous people that gift we had like 79 gifted members this morning you're going to make room for other people if you jump in on your own hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat or click that join button do that and it ensures that there's more room in that member pool uh, and it supports me directly. You'll notice that we've been streaming for over two hours and I've not run any ads. Now, if you're watching the past broadcast, that's a little bit different. That is a little bit different. We will, uh, you'll get ads on the past broadcast, but it doesn't disrupt the show. Shout out to the gifted subs. Man, some big, big numbers again today. Preacher taking the channel over. Yo, Marky Mark says, I'll gift one. I'll gift one. Yeah, you guys don't have to do the humongous member bombs, man. You can gift them one at a time. That's also an option. Thiago Noons grabs that gifted member. Thank you so much for doing that. Marky Mark. Mark Clark. 12 months before Creature's sitting in the chair and Lono's locked under the stairs. I'm calling it. <laughs> Feed says, thank you very much for the sub. Thanks for being here, Feed. You the best. <coughs> I'll never sit in the chair again. I love it under the stairs. Yeah, he'd rather be a troll. Yeah, cre- that creature like creature likes being a troll. That's like his favorite role. Yeah. That's his favorite role. Promotions. I can't wait to see what that is. I cannot wait to see what that is. That's exciting. That's exciting. Creature equals Kingmaker. I mean, uh, that's his plan, I guess. Yeah, and the Funky Bunch. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. It was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, and then it was Crisscross, right? Crisscross has got the songs that make you jump, jump, or whatever the lyric was. I don't know. I think $30 is the most they'll go. So the final thing that we're debating right now before we head over to the next stream in the next 10 minutes, we have been debating on whether or not Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty DLC, do they have a right to charge for it? I'm saying charge 40 bucks, swing for the dadgum fences, show some confidence in your product, strut in the room like the cock of a walk, do it, walk in the room and act like it's $40, it's worth it, it's, you know, it's it's 20-something hours of gameplay. I don't know if it's 20-something hours of gameplay, but I'm saying... That's where it should land. That's what I think they should do. They've been working on it since late 2021. That's my pull. Dusk 6 with 7 months of memberships. Gifted gifted by the generous community again. I'll be paying it forward. Hope you're well. Best gaming news on the web. Thank you so much. And Dusk gifts ones to Pandemic EXE. Thank you so much for gifting to them. Taking us to 82. 82. I heard that's a the there's that there's that board game called Pandemic. I heard that's like a really good two player board game. My wife and I've been looking for good two player games. We got we've been playing Phase Ten, and she kept calling it Skipbo. So I finally snagged Skipbo, and then we got Five Kings. Is that what it's called? I forget the name of it. We got two card games that we really enjoyed over the weekend, and uh, but we've been looking for good board games, like two player board games. We have good board games that our kids like, and we also enjoy them, like Shifting Stones. And, uh, and Dragonwood, but we were wanting something maybe a little bit more advanced. I think I added a couple of uh, board games to the to the Amazon wish list that were highly recommended for like two players. Parasito says, uh, what's good, Niz? How are you? Uh, Parasito says, I think $30 would be fair. If it falls at 30 it's on par for the course. If it's 40 and more and it flops, they'll sign their own death warrant. Like coffee? Man, get you some. Get you some. We only got seven or eight bags of the dark roast left. 
I watched a Kira video on Ark. They are releasing the game and shutting down the old version, charging everybody again. YouTube is testing a new way for creators to promote content. It makes it easier for creators to run quick promotions for their content and gives them a way to boost their presence. Ah, frick. I don't have any interest in that. I don't have any interest in that. That's worrying. Give me natural discoverability. I ain't gonna freaking pay for it. What in the world? I was hoping it would be like sign up to promote something like the bounty board on purple. I'm not paying you to promote me. That's worrying because I know the tickety talk does that. And then if you don't pay money to get promoted, then they don't put you anymore anywhere. They're like, yeah, well, if you want us to put you places, it's going to cost money. Great. Awesome. Monetize the desperation of new content creators. That sounds like a terrible idea. Wheezy says, by the way, my family likes both original and light rose, so I guess I'll be buying more coffee from you, friend. I appreciate that, Wheeze. Appreciate that. <clears throat> nah, it'll replace stories. So is If I don't have to spend any money, then great. If I have to spend money, then I have no interest in it. I don't want to pay a platform money to promote my content. You make money off my content already. You don't need to make money off of my my hopes to be successful. I don't think that's a good... You know what I'm saying? I'll withhold judgment, but I I ripped ripped purple up one side down the other for that. I ripped them for that. I said, look, you can't do this. You know, monetize monetize people's desperation. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Alright, let's get this ready. Okay, we should be good to go. Okay. Sounds like what Elon did at Twitter went the other platform to pay for exposure. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I mean, you want to monetize? You you want a platform to stay around? These platforms are gonna try and make money, baby. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna try and make money. Okay, okay. You guys have um. Desperation is a multi-billion dollar industry. That's right. You guys have a few minutes to knock out the final 18, and then obviously kick, you got a little bit of time. We're not going to switch anything on. I'll change the title of the kick stream. I will be shutting down Tickety Talk right now. If you want to come and watch the next stream, you have to watch on YouTube or kick. So kick.com slash reforgegaming or youtube.com slash reforgegaming will get you you in, and we are about to switch to a Diablo reaction video. All right, we're about to switch, but I'm going to shut down Tickety Talk right now. So go to my profile once this stream is over. Come watch on YouTube. YouTube, I'm not doing anything just yet. Everybody just hang tight. I'm just ending uh, the the Tickety Talk. Yeah, another one bites the dust. Yeah, another game that was supposed to come in the 12 months and didn't. And yeah, and everyone, I'm sure, is going to have all kinds of excuses and, and ways of coping with that, whatever. Uh we gained, we didn't gain a ton of subscribers today on YouTube, so I think we're primarily streaming to people who have been watching the show before, so thank you guys so much for supporting the show and being so faithful to have this level of turnout uh, in the stream and it not be new people, that's like super, super encouraging to have a loyal base of people that show up pretty much for anything that we talk about. If you are new today and you haven't pushed subscribe, do that, that way you don't miss my content. I'm going to take a super duper quick break. Um, 
Uh, picking Discord members chat will make you happy. What pick? The one about Ark getting delayed? Or is it in general chat? I'm Robert Cobert on YouTube. Message me if you need. All right, hang on. Robert Cobert. I'm going to send you a friend request. Okay. Oh, the beard in the beard in, uh, in, in, in Jedi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm curious what the watch hours on uh, uh, purple are going to look like after kick blows up. Hey, man. Kick swinging hard, and they're, they're, and I and I'm and I'm hoping that they do good things. So, give me a real quick second. I'm gonna run upstairs. Uh, I'm switching from coffee to water. It's that time. Diablo delay. There's no Diablo delay that I know about. Um, who said Diablo delay? I mean, I was looking at a video, an image in the Discord, and maybe I got confused and said something and bumbled my words. There is an arc delay. Arc 2 is getting delayed to next year. So it's another game that's not going to make it in the 12 months um, that they promised. So that is uh, that is it. Okay, let me do this. Uh, Diablo 4 devs respond reaction. Okay, there we go. Changed our title over there. I wonder if we should try and just... I wonder if we should switch just to see if... um. I wonder if we should switch to see maybe going into the Diablo 4... Let's try the Diablo 4 category over there and see if we don't meet some folks. Now it says I have zero viewers? What the... F- oh, 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 oh. It does that when you save the new the new info. It like It's like it resets it or something. That's weird. You gotta be kidding me. My wife. Oh, my wife's getting ready for her little workout and she came in my office to change. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, there's no windows in here. Like the rest of the basement has windows. All right, give me a second, chat. I'll be back. I'll be back in one minute. We're getting ready to sh- uh, shift gears. Don't go anywhere. Uh, and I owe you 15 members. I'll owe you 20 if this hits 100. Kick, you still got time because we're doing another stream. Don't go anywhere.
Okay. I'm back. Okay. Uh, let's do this. Alright, I'll gift the members in the next stream. I like to do that. It gives people an incentive to show up. It rewards the people that continue hanging out. Uh, Diablo 4 devs respond reaction. We tried this last week. We did like a live reaction. Yo, cat with 25 months. Welcome back in, cat. Thank you so much, cat. We tried this last week and people seem to really like it. It's like a live, um, you know, reaction. We did Force Gaming last week. This week we're going to be doing the Comeback Kids. They've been doing uh, just a ton of Diablo content. And I think it's been really, really excellent content. So we are going to give them a watch. I thought it was a pretty good summary video. Um, and what I try to do, uh, uh, let's... Oh, latest dev response. Um, I I'll pause the video a lot and interact with you guys quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I'll say I put in 60 hours into Last Epoch last week. I'm still going to buy Diablo 4, but I won't lie. Last Epoch has better build diversity, crafting, among other things, compared to Diablo 3 and Diablo 4 TBH. I thought people were kidding when they said it's Path of Exile, but doesn't require an Excel spreadsheet. Unfortunate that it's so new. So what you're saying is watch, check it out. All right, let me send the announcement. Okay a quick bathroom break well I got stopped on my way back my daughter was filling out a card and she needed to know how to spell a word she was talking about she had colored in some flowers and she was trying to spell words for the for the card okay click the link in chat if you click that link in chat you will uh, you'll be able to come with us I just got some Diablo Forge oh that's really loud that's really loud All right, I'm going to turn it down just a touch. Okay. Okay, oh, wait. I'm, like, really quiet in the mic. There we go. That's better. Okay. (laughs) Thanks so much for checking out another video by Reforge Gaming. I'm going to be reacting to a Diablo 4 devs respond video from the comeback kids the link is below as well as their name is highlighted you can just click on their name they have been creating really really great diablo 4 content so be sure to check out their channel and support the original video they basically have a really good just run through of a bunch of responses to questions and criticisms from the devs i'm going to be reacting to it so make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel because these live streams happen all throughout the week this is a more live interaction style reaction so i'm going to end the previous video it was about cyberpunk is it having its no man's sky moment i'm going to bring everybody over from that video